1: You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Game Time Decisions.
2: All right, let's roll. Game Time Decisions, Red Heat and Rage Radio. I'm Gabriel Moran. Throw throwing it down to Raging Redhead Camp Stewart. The Monday... Evening meltdown edition of the program heavy rains right now in Gotham City The Raging Redhead Cam Stewart, we've got Monday Night Football tonight Titans and Texans What's
3: going on Cam? What's happening Morency? Yeah, no, you said it uh, the word here is bleak too Lots of rain. It's dark. Hey, buddy. That's the way it is right now But hopefully the picks aren't bleak tonight. I think we're gonna be riding the same train the titans train are we not
2: well uh, you know what uh you know what axel rose once so eloquently <laughs> saying cam What <laughs> november rain <laughs> yeah, nothing lasts forever <laughs> ever
3: even cold november rain yeah <laughs> even cold november rain yeah, yeah exactly that's exactly what it is today too it's funny yeah. you're on the other side but we seem to be getting the same uh weather forecast recently
2: yeah well you know we're like yeah. uh, 500 miles away from each other we're that's not really good that far. Yeah,
3: yeah, yeah it's not like i'm in africa or anything like that good point <laughs>
2: <laughs> and in fact i was uh, i was probably about 10 minutes 15 minutes from your house uh, over the yeah. weekend this weekend yeah how did things go with the the, the session all wrapped up ready to re- put it in a boat yeah the sessions went well and in fact i just received uh, three songs that have been mixed nice except uh, there's actually a mistake in the mix of course uh, here we and- go yeah, yeah, of course. It's just it is the way it is. And it's funny, even the producer got back to me, he goes, Yeah, I don't know, I don't know what happened there. <laughs> <laughs> Happens everywhere. Yeah, like I'm like I'm like, bro, there's something missing. I'm like uh, the it's kinda something, you know, kinda important, it's kinda missing. He's like, What do you mean? He got back to me via email and then a minute later he's like, Oh yeah He goes, I'm gonna look into that. So of course, right? I was all excited, all let me hear this <laughs> and right away, first thing, I'm like, What the hell is something like yeah, am I crazy? Did I just go to Toronto and record this over the weekend, or am I like, <laughs> like did he not hit Did he not hit the record button?
3: <laughs> yeah, well, I was there before, and sometimes he's on his phone. I know he's trying to do three things at once. I was
2: just hoping he hit the record button. Exactly. Everybody's on their phone nowadays. Yeah, it's it's, I know. it's, it's, it's annoying. It's got to stop.
3: It it actually really does. It does have to stop. But I've been dealing with a lot of things, and, you know, you're trying to talk to people with important things going on. People are face deep in their phones. It's like, dude, I'm trying to talk to you. Like, I have questions. I don't care what you're doing. Just put it down for a couple seconds. No, it's really, really annoying. Morenci, like, it's at the point where people are drones. Like, they don't, they're just walking around head buried. It's stupid.
2: Yeah, I'm going to have to have a talk with uh, Corey and Michelle. Uh, they uh, both on their phone all the time. <laughs> Way too much, too, too yeah, much think, for your liking. <laughs> I think Corey's in a panic, texting people to see if he can borrow money, yeah,
3: and uh, yeah. Michelle,
2: Michelle's on her phone talking to her boyfriend or something. Oh, it yeah, never yeah. ends. <laughs> I don't even know where my phone is. <laughs> you know, like my phone during a show is the least of my concerns. It's a great point, buddy.
3: Yeah, it's a great point. Doing a show. Now,
2: unless unless you're my boy Riggs. Who happens to be driving in the rain right now on the way to FanDuel Sportsbook, and he's putting in a couple of plays with tickets
3: in hand. Exactly. Then,
2: then I I don't mind a text. (laughs) I don't see. I appreciated a text of him telling me I won't be there long, so let me know what you want. See that
3: that's a meaningful text. Yeah. That's a that's, helpful text. I gotta t- hand it to you. This uh, since we've been doing the show and you've been going to the FanDuel Sports Book amongst uh doing the morning show, whenever this Riggs guy is really uh stepping up, he sounds like a great guy. He's always got tickets for you or Hey Gabe, I need to play. Like he's got your back. It's a good Well he thing. is he is and he isn't. He's had uh, he's had
2: my ticket since that night the UFC was here. Oh, okay. So see, <laughs>
3: yeah. now the, now the whole story comes out. Yeah, that even... the whole story.
2: <laughs> like, yeah, it's actually been three and a half weeks. <laughs> you
3: know? I didn't know that. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's a little bit different. Go Riggs. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, there's been ex- there's been
2: extenuating circumstances. There been there's been uh, snowstorms. Sure. Uh, he's he's busy. I'm busy. It is what it is. But yeah, he's, he's going to the book. Uh, he's on the way to the book now. So, uh, yeah, I've got $167 in tickets that I can play. And uh, I plan on playing them. Exactly. I see a college, I see a college basketball game that I'm going to play tonight. And it's not a force pick. I looked at the college board, and I was like, I don't really like the college board. And it's one of the late games that I do like. So I'll pull the trigger on that. We've got the NFL game tonight, the Titans and the Texans. Um. Titans and
3: Texans. Tough game tonight, Cam. The point's very tough four right now. Very tough. I liked it better at six and a half, and we could have bought the hook up to seven. Feel a lot better there. It seems like there's a uh, Titan money coming in right now. Low total, 42 and a half. And who knows, Gabe? The opposite might happen. And uh, I know we talk about old Tom It's going to be Teaser. a higher score. Yes, game. that's what I'm talking about with Tom Teaser. Uh, you get that baby down to 35 and a half, and we can talk. There's got to be more than 35 points scored in this game. I got to believe that uh, both teams are going to do something there. But uh, that's my take.
2: Yeah, I agree. I think, a, uh, I think a two-team seven-point teaser uh, looks good with the uh, the Titans plus 11 over 35.5.
3: Correct. I've already put it in, because uh, I have a feeling uh, that line's going to move a little bit. Not so the Check. side, more the total. Check my pathetic account out. Oh, right sorry. That's yeah, good. I was doing family things on the weekend, so I haven't got, as the inputter, I haven't seen your uh, input information in a few days. Well, ago. I was in Canada. I can't yeah. put
2: myself. That's a good point.
3: That's right. But now you're back, so... My role uh, exists. Again. I really
2: didn't. I really didn't input much, <laughs> no. to be honest. I was in the studio and I didn't like the games. Like it wasn't one of those deals yesterday where I was like, you know what, I like this, I love that. I really didn't. I like the Giants plus the points. I like the Pats minus the points. Um, I was wrong with the Bengals. I'm done with the Bengals for real. But uh, we'll get to that later. Let oh, me yeah, guess. They're, I horrible. Think, they're horrible. I think I have eighty. I think I have eighty-seven dollars. I think that's yeah, how pathetic yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah,
3: yeah. A little bit on, on under. Keep daily. Really? Yeah. <laughs> what I is tell it? Tell you sixty-seven dollars. Sixty-seven. Yeah, I don't know that. I, I didn't play anything uh, for you this weekend too, so I don't. I don't know, know, know
2: how doing. that. I I don't see how that's possible either.
3: Yeah. Well, I'm gonna go into the site here. It's
2: no, just... no, it is what it is. Fine, it is what it is. But I got screwed. The Pittsburgh Steelers cost me yesterday. You so like that... the Broncos? Props to you.
3: Oh, yeah, no, I, I, I'm not going to say I love the Broncos. I just didn't like, I thought that was uh, just kind of a bait line. I didn't understand why it stayed at three. It was one of those lines, gave all week. And you got to hand it to Denver. One thing the Broncos do at home, they play good teams tough, too. They're battling. They, they do battle. And, you know, they play. They beat Seattle week one. They've always showed up. You know, they beat the Chargers. That's the thing about Denver They've, the had, a they They've had a hard schedule. They've had a hard schedule. They have. And, but the thing about Denver, I always respect their defense. They've been playing well. Case Keenum really, you know what? The thing I love about Case Keenum is he always tries right down to the end. You know, sometimes he will make some mistakes, but he's a grinder. Philip Lindsay's been good. I've always loved Emmanuel Sanders. You know, I, I, you got to hand it to these guys. They are consummate professionals in Pittsburgh. They did themselves in They with stupid, stupid throws. And I'll tell you something about Big Ben. Every mistake that he makes, Gabe, when you're watching the tape, it's always to Antonio Brown. It's never to Juju Smith-Schuster. Or Vance McDonald, or Connor out of the backfield. If they're gonna, if he's throwing the ball, he looks he looks to Antonio Brown too much, and makes a bad decision, and gives time for the defense to come back. Take a look at his picks this year; all targets to Antonio Brown.
2: It's a good point uh, that you raised. and you know I want to talk about Ben Roethlisberger and the Steelers a bit, and just sort of their flakiness, in which they are—they're not going to go far in the playoffs. They'll win a game, but every game they play in is a hard attack, and it always comes down to the wire, and. You know, Ben's kind of reckless with the football. They were lucky to beat Jacksonville the week before, to be honest. He threw an interception uh, in the end zone. Uh, back-to-back weeks, he got saved. Uh, you know, picks, late picks, uh, you know, two weeks in a row, but he got saved last week against Jacksonville. It's a good point you raised about Antonio Brown, actually. I was bringing this up last week. Teams teams with these number one wide receivers, we saw it with uh, with Matt Ryan last year in the Falcons with Sarkeesian, in which they just they lock in on Julio Jones. And it's like, and it's like, yeah, Julio Jones is awesome, and Antonio Brown is awesome. But if the other team knows, it's like, man, you guys are so obvious. We know you're locked into this guy, and it takes everyone out of the equation. You notice teams? I noticed this with the Bears. It's like uh, they're a bitch to stop because they don't really have a number one guy. It's a great point. So you, you can't really say, "Wow, well, they're going to Taylor Gabriel here for sure," or "They're going to Miller here for sure." No, you don't really gonna, know.
3: Then they go down to Robinson.
2: Yeah, and exactly, they mix it up and. It's tougher. Like, basically, you know. If you're playing the Giants, it's like, all right. They're giving it to Barkley, and they're going to give it to Beckham, right? Like, you can yeah. sort of zero in. Now, they don't give it to Beckham enough. They don't give it to Barkley enough. But that's another story. <laughs> it's true. Uh, you, for, know, you know who else Giants. is like
3: that, Marenzi? Seattle. You think, the, you think it's going to Bob? Yeah, they're, they're, they're that's what going makes to them tough. They'll
2: go to Yeah, they don't, they don't have the biggest they go to lock guys, guys, but you're right. They it's go harder when it. you or don't know. Yeah. They spread well, it out, man. Well, because you don't know.
3: Exactly, man. They right? You just out. don't
2: know. Plus, a lot of Seattle's plays are sort of on the cuff, right, with Wilson running around. That's true. So, speak, speaking of which, I got burnt. I never bet on these guys. Your boys let me down, Wazoo. Same crap yeah, all I the know. time. I bet the on snow, the team. The snowstorm did them in. Of course, it did. Uh,
3: precision yeah. offense. They, yeah. Once that snow was there, I almost wanted to go on Washington, but it was, like it was too little, too late. The bet was in. And for a team, with, it's kind of like the greatest show on turf. That Mike Leach offense has to be, it's perfect timing. It's precision. And if, if there's a slick carpet or any well, type of conditions, yeah, he was, that's the worst game he's played all year for fun too. It was very disappointing. I was really looking forward to that game. If it wasn't weather, I think it would have been a lot better, but you know, kudos to Washington. All they do, it's kind of like one of those things. They, they own the Apple cup the way Ohio state uh, makes Michigan their pitch. It's the same thing. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Washington state can't beat Wa- Washington and Michigan can't beat Ohio state. You talk about it all the time Morenzi how sports and history repeat itself. Well, they do. We watch college football year after year. What do we have in the same conversation? Man, Wazoo looked good this year. They they rivalry the rivalry games are the same. Yep, every year. Just take take Look, the other Virginia take who wins. can't
2: beat Virginia Tech. It's Correct. the same crap. The same yep. teams choke against the same teams every year. So here's here's the interesting about Mike Leach, who I'm not the biggest Mike Leach guy. Uh, you know, I get it. I think he's a good coach for certain schools. I don't look at them as I don't put them on this sort of pedestal like a lot of people yep. do as this like great great Genius, coach. Yep. And this is pretty. You don't really hear coaches talk about other coaches like this, but this is the uh, Washington Husky defensive coordinator Jimmy Lake. Great name, Jimmy Lake. <laughs> Jimmy Lake. Yeah, Jim, Jimmy like, Lake. What a handle! Jim? Yeah, <laughs> it sounds made up. Husky shirt, no, Jimmy, Jim. yeah, Jimmy Lake. Jimmy Lake. Yeah, so Jimmy Lake says uh, after the game uh, and asked about facing uh, facing the air raid offense for the fifth straight season. He goes, we know what uh, what type of offense they're playing. He goes, they do the same thing year in and year out. It's five years in a row now. He goes, it really makes it pretty easy to game plan when an offense does the same thing every year. Obviously, with the snow conditions, you know, it kind of handcuffed them a little bit, but it was definitely to our advantage and we took advantage of it. Uh, Then he was asked, does it surprise you that they haven't made adjustments in five years? He goes, yeah, it does surprise me. But knowing what I read about their head football coach there, he likes to do things in a different way. So hopefully he stays there for a long time. That would be awesome.
3: (laughs) Yeah, that's great. (laughs) <laughs> that's it's, great. it's a pretty,
2: it's a, it's a pretty, pretty big no, that, burn. That's,
3: that's a, that's a huge burn. It's basically like saying, basically yeah, staying in it. Yeah. yeah they run hey, the same
2: hey, damn plays like, every year. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? It's, we know, we it's know it's how true. to stop
3: these guys. We know how to stop these guys and they know it's obvious. Hey, Harbaugh,
2: Harbaugh did the same thing in which he, did. he came out running the ball and just sort of playing like it's, he had to realize early. All right. This is a track meet. You know what I mean? Like the same Notre Dame did the same thing in which, Notre Dame were throwing bombs early and got up on Michigan and took Michigan out of their game plan. That's what Ohio State did. They got the head start, and Michigan was playing from behind right away, and that's not their role that they're going to be in. But, hey, that was an ass-kicking right now. It sure was. I'm not calling for Harbaugh's head uh, right now. I'm not calling for his job, but I'll tell you what. He needs to beat them next year. The game in Columbus, you know, winning in Columbus is tough. And Ohio is. State are they, You know, people act like they're terrible this year. They're, no, they're 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 they're
3: very good. Exactly. Yeah,
2: they're eleven and one. Right? Yeah, I like, know. Like their defense can be scored on, but they score they're, a million points, and they're they loads to so, deal with. You
3: know what the problem was? Michigan is basically a bully that loves to run an old school attack with a fullback. But it doesn't, you said it, Marenzi, when you get a lead on them, it's double as tough for them because they, they have to be front runners to abuse people and to hurt them with a pounding style. Where Ohio State, I hate to say it, simply they have better athletes at the at positions. They have speed, 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 and speed kills. They're faster. Like Mich- yes, Michigan can not keep up they with are. them. They couldn't keep up with them. The bottom line was Ohio State has better athletes. Michigan's tough, but their, their players aren't as fast. And, uh, you know, it's a real problem. They have to go out and scout some guys that are track stars. Because they it's not working faster. the way it is, they have to get much it's faster. A,
2: it's a very good point because if Michigan could play with anybody in the trenches, you're right. Yeah, they're uh, where, where, where they got burnt against Ohio State, and Harbaugh said it after. I didn't really like Harbaugh's press conference after he Nor sort of I. he he took responsibility, but he didn't in a way. Like every question that he was asked, he goes, "I take responsibility," and then he wouldn't say anything after. It's like well, you just saying you take responsibility you're not answering the questions. So, yeah, it, it sounds good. Like he didn't throw the kids out of the bus, which is which is cool. You know what I mean? But you know, when, when it's Harbaugh brought it up after. We basically said we got burnt on the outside all the time. And it's true. Ohio State just got to the corners and took off all the time. And you know, Michigan got exposed. I'm not overly shocked. I'm surprised he gave up 62 points, but yeah. I'm, not, I'm not overly shocked. And I've said this for years, and I'm, on, I'm a realist, in which Michigan are an overrated football program. Like, they, they're overhyped from the media's perspective. Like, they're treated like they're better than... Like, honestly, if you look at Michigan's record, they're really, you know, they're really not... They're not, you know, they're comparable. Like, over the last couple of years, they had the same record as Tennessee, pretty much. Right, like they're one of these programs that, like the basketball program is more successful than for the football program. Sure it program. is. Yep, it, it is. It just is. You know what I mean? Like the basketball program competes
3: for Big Ten titles. They win God. Big Ten tournaments. Yeah. They Bo go Shab to Black the final not four. there, Gabe. You know, uh, Charles Woodson's not there. They're relying on name and reputation because they've done it in other sports. Like Michigan, smart institution, great basketball team, everything else. But football kind of gets like, hey, we're Michigan, but you guys haven't really done what other th- Michigan You know who they are, are? To get that You respect. know who they are?
2: You know who that? You know who they're—they're they're great comparison yeah. to Texas.
3: Yeah, very similar. Overrated.
2: Yeah, you know they're—they're Texas, they're, Texas had problems it's co- with Kansas. It's Gabe. commercial success. You know, it, yes, it is. Commercial it's commercial success, Kev. You yeah, know what I mean? It like it is. Texas is a big brand. They have cool uniforms. They have hot cheerleaders. Yeah, people love them all over they, the place. They train Yeah, like in. they make—they make a lot of money. You know what I mean? Like they yeah. are a—they're sure. a force to be reckoned with. From a monetary and sort of their it's big really, dog, like they're they're yep. big, they're a big elephant in the room when it comes to they like the, the schools. But
3: yeah, the elephant gets when hunted, they win? Though.
2: You know, <laughs> they enough. won with Vince Young. It's like Michigan won once with Brian Greasy and Tom Brady. Yep. You know, all right, we'll get to the phone lines. Uh, Mike Blewett's going to join us. We got Drew Digmeyer. Monday's always a good show. We got, got Blewett, Digmeyer. We're getting some DFS seven games in the NBA tonight. Monday Night Football DFS best bets and more. time decisions ready great radio continues fantasy sports radio network a lot of stuff to get to actually today a lot of stories to talk about news games picks dfs best bets uh, we'll get to uh we'll get to the phone lines in a couple of minutes uh, here ron hextall fired in philadelphia uh, they're looking for a new general manager right now, uh, Cam. And I'm thinking, why not just uh, make Gritty the GM? Gritty. Yes. <laughs> yeah.
3: He just sits there with his googly eyes. And just, yeah, exactly. Wonderful. Can't get any worse. Yeah, just throw Gritty out there. Gritty. It's good yeah, for, for just business.
2: Let's <laughs> get, get Gritty. Let's get uh, grid, Gritty out there. The Philadelphia Flyers just can't, get, they just can't they seem suck. to get on track. They suck. They They know the like problem. Fr- I mean, they're is. franchise, not just this year. Yeah. I mean, like, sort of. Yeah, no. The last Because right. it. There's to me the Flyers. They're supposed to be. They're supposed to Tough. be one of the elite teams. Yeah, I'm not saying yes, they're they are. supposed to be. They're not supposed to be like favorites to win the cup, but you know they're supposed to be up there with the Boston Bruins and the the yeah. the, the Montreal Canadians in the world. You know that sort of tier of teams that have been around a while. Like I've I've always respected the Flyer organization, but. They're sure. kind of just. They're kind of. I don't know. They're. Be, they're just. They're drifting into irrelevance over the last uh, ten years or so. It seems
3: they've never addressed their goaltending problem since the days of Roman Czechmanik. They used to have a great offense, and then they would go to the playoffs, and then every guy, every stiff they put in, almost since exile, gave. They 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 they, they sign these guys, yeah. and they just can't play. Like you know what I mean? They got who are they starting? Like Lion now, and all the Elliot, well, they've had basically a like cast Spinal off from Tap the blues. Yeah, these, they're this, like Spinal brutal.
2: Tap with drummers, like you know in the, in the movie Spinal yeah. Tap. Yeah. in the movie Spinal Tap, uh, their drummers always die. So you know they've gone through like five drummers. Their drummers always die, and they're sort of cursed. And they, in the Philadelphia Flyers, on a more serious note, like in the '70s, Bernie Perron was a great goalie. Yes, one and of the best. Bernie, yeah, Bernie Perron, had his, his career was cut short because he had a uh, an eye injury. So you know, Bernie Parent's you know, career was cut short, and then I don't know if you remember Pelle Lindbergh. Pelle Lindbergh
3: died in a car
2: accident. Yeah, Pelle so Lindbergh he, died he in was a car accident. Boys. He was a very, very good uh, Flyers yes, goaltender, and then he passed very away. Good. And and then, as you mentioned, Ron Hextall was great uh, for them. Uh, Hext Hextall was a great goalie for the Philadelphia Flyers. And yeah, you're right. Ever ever since then, they just they can't they, they just they, they can't find a goalie.
3: No, they can't. You know. And they also have, def- they don't have like, uh, defensemen that are really like stay at home, good guys. They, like, like, gots to Bay here. Yeah, gots to be, Shane gots to be here. Sure. He could go on the power play and all that liability. stuff. Yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like, when you're watching flyer games, you're like, oh my God. Yeah. Wow. Their power play looks great. And, you know, sometimes Jeru will show up or pro for off. I'm like, Where's the defense? These guys get caught all the time, and their goaltending blows. You're not going to win in today's NHL like that. Just ask the Edmonton Oilers. The exact same thing. They reverted right back to their old selves. They played the Kings last night, two-on-ones, breakaways. They think it's a scrimmage game, for God's sake. You can't play like that in the NHL now. It's not the 80s. You have to play defense. You have to get back. Some Other, big get news.
2: Other big news of the day, uh, the Atlanta Braves yeah. give Josh Braves. Donaldson uh, twenty-three million dollars, one-year deal. Twenty-three million dollars for the Braves and Braves. Uh, Braves already had a pretty uh, yep. pretty loaded loaded lineup as it is. Adding Donaldson is a nice piece.
3: It's one year, Gabe, and I'm going to be honest with you. I think Josh Donaldson's best days are behind him. But if you want to sign a guy for a year, I think Atlanta, you know, it makes a lot of sense. They also have uh, ties with Anthopolis to the old Jays regime. But just watching Josh Donaldson and uh, how he played for Cleveland after being called up, I think there's lingering injuries. But you know, Atlanta. Well, I'm surprised to give him a shot. he got 20 a one-year deal. That's what I'm saying. Twenty-three million is a little bit number, crazy.
2: Number one. It's a one year. And I'm number two. Deal. I'm surprised the Braves gave him twenty. It's not something the Braves do. Like they got a bunch no. of young players. They must think he's healthy, mm-hmm. and for you know, for twenty three million, he better be healthy. That, that's real money uh, that he's getting. I'm surprised. And they also, they also uh, bring back Brian uh, Brian McCann. That can uh, he I can like still McCann. hit the baseball.
3: Yeah, McCann's yeah McCann's a good McCann. day. He hits dingers, right, and then they need—they also need the protection for Asuna Junior there in the middle of the lineup. And they did really well with the veterans last year. Like we remember when we were doing DraftKings, Gabe. Like Nick Marquez—Marquez Marquez had a great year. I think Freddie Freeman's one of the most underrated players in Major League Baseball. Now you got a little protection there with Donaldson. I'm just—I'm with you. I think Donaldson—he's going to regress a lot, but on a one-year deal, you can take a flyer that he's healthy. Anything more than that would have been stupid.
2: Alright, let's uh, let's go let's go to the phones. We'll get uh big hey, cat going Daddy on pipe, in here. pipelines of the old big cat. We'll see big we'll cat. see if a uh, clap clap chowder checks in. I see some pictures. Oh, yeah, of from the yes.
5: <laughs> Hey boys yeah, welcome back. Glad you have What's, glad to have you back in the air. Oh
2: thanks, hey, we big appreciate cat. that. Yeah, yeah, we weren't on Thursday and uh, Friday. Um uh, we're I, we're back.
5: I had a couple of tough beats over the weekend. I really liked uh Seattle and uh Miami or in India actually. And my buddy steered me clear of that, so I had to give him a call this morning and use the old George Jefferson line. If you don't, if I paid you to think, you'd probably be cashing your check at the Penny arcades. <laughs> <laughs> Penny Any, anyways, yeah, got to make your own decisions, you guys, Big
3: Cat. You know, when your buddies yeah. give you the text on games you like, like just do your just own thing. Go with your gut. You got no, you got nobody to blame uh, but yourself at the end, right? That's better than. Yeah. That. I
5: wanted to get your opinion on uh, what a game in that LSU Texas A M seven overtime. Has there ever been more? Have you guys seen that? No,
3: uh, there's been games, Gabe. I think we've seen five and six. Have we hit? Sh- it was was? Do you remember one longer than that? That's Lawrence? one of was the wild. A 74, that's 74, four of the ones. It sure yeah, was. that's probably
2: that's, that's probably one of the wilder ones. I can recall some pretty crazy ones, but yeah, that that's right up there. Now I didn't see the game live, uh, but you know, obviously there was the fight after, and uh, I was I was watching the games. I don't know what game I was watching at the time. I didn't I didn't have that game on. I had the game. I was in a hotel room, so I had probably uh, Notre
3: Dame. That Notre Dame uh, USC game was on around that time. Uh, there was a couple. Others. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. That's the one that was on TV in my hotel room. That one he played uh, good. TCU, TCU and uh, Oklahoma State, I was watching a bit. But, uh, yeah, yeah, that's, so after the game, now listen, they they got to stop. I'm all for kids having fun and stuff, but they should keep keep the kids, the, the students, off the field until the players are off the field. Yes. Because this is what happens. Like, you, it leads to chaos, and, you know, punches started to get thrown. LSU were all pissed off. Crazy thing is, LSU poured Gatorade on their coach. They thought they won, and then they end up losing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, Orgeron, Orgeron's all covered in Gatorade. Oh, oh. He's got a coach at the end of the game, and he loses. Yeah, the whole thing was a real shit show at the end, man. It was. <laughs> but there's a coach, it, it, Crabthorpe, it, it, Crabthorpe, on LSU. He's got a pacemaker, and he got yeah, punched old in Louisville coach. That's horrible. Yeah, he got man. punched in his pacemaker, and his okay. pacemaker, like, provides oxygen for his brain and stuff. And, it's ridiculous. Yeah, oh, yeah, it's crazy. Like, you know, you, know, you can't have people throwing punches no, you at, can't. like,
3: old men who have pacemakers on, you know, on the field after a game. It's a really, but, it's a really uh, good point you bring up, Marenzi, and we don't talk about it. I, I'm the same way. Me and you, like, we're the advocates of having fun and having partying, but you can't have that. And also, in today's world, how crazy people are. Who's to say a guy's not going to, like, you know, uh, just come out, lay out a coach with a clothesline? People are freaks. It's not like the old days. Now, cost a guy money, he goes nuts. Like, no, it's it's an unsafe environment. There, people rush the field even when they're favored by 14 points. Let alone being a dog in a game and you have something to celebrate. It's like rushing the field. Well, you tell the like, fans it, sh- it should tell be like fans, a crazy experience. We're,
2: we're going to let you rush the field in five minutes.
3: Five minutes. Chill out.
2: Yes. You'll be able to come on the field and take pictures yep. and celebrate. that's a really good idea. But very good idea. We got to get we got to get the other team off the field, and yep. you know what I mean. The home team can stay and celebrate, but. You basically give, you know what I mean, even three minutes or whatever, and you tell the yeah. other team, listen, you guys get to get off the field, you escort them off fast, and you say, all right, come on the field and party. So what else you got, Big Cat?
5: Hey, Gabe, I wanted to ask you, uh, Alabama's at Georgia this weekend. I really like Georgia plus the points and maybe even to get lucky enough to straight out win. If they do happen to do this, is there going to be a change in the top four, in your opinion?
2: Well, it is. It's in in Atlanta, but it's technically not really at Georgia, right? It's a neutral, yeah. mar- it's it's mar- a neutral field game, yeah. yeah. And Saban's, I think Saban's only lost once in his career in Atlanta, actually. He owns, he owns that city. No, they're not going to change anything for a couple of years. College football guys, they thrive on controversy. Yes. Like, they used yes. to, like, they used to not, like, even in the pre-BCS era, there used to be two national champions, guys.
3: Yep. Co-national and they champions. they liked it. Yep.
2: Yeah, they liked it. Like, they basically, I remember, I remember. Colorado saying, was
3: one. Washington, yeah, and I think Washington and Michigan or Nebraska. Yeah, yeah there's, there's been co-national champions a lot, Big Cat. And back in the day, it was like, it just it set up arguments for sports radio. And like they like the, it. Fueled exactly. the fire. Exactly. College know, football
2: now, powers that would say, you know what? We got you talking about it. And they would like it. They would just like the debate and the conversation that it would lead to. So, I, you know, I don't think there's anyone egregiously going to be left out right now. Uh, to be honest, now I've said this before, and I said it again this morning. There should be six teams in the playoffs, not eight, not 16, not eight, six. You give a bye to the top two teams and you put the, the top five power conferences in because and then you have a wild card for the sixth spot. Now, you know, now it's going to be this big debate who gets in Oklahoma. Well, if Oklahoma needs to be Texas, which I think they will or Ohio State. And, you know, you could argue that they're both worthy. So, you know, a good football team will be left out between Oklahoma and Ohio State this year. But as far just as Alabama and out. Georgia, Alabama will beat them. And they'll, I don't know about the points, Brad. Georgia can play with them, but,
3: they can. It'll, but be ar- it'll be amazing. around the spread. Yeah,
2: Alabama will win. I got to break it down, but I think Alabama will win by at least 10 points.
5: Just in closing out, uh, Cam, I was just going to get your guys' take on the uh – Showdown in Shadow Creek, what you uh, thought of the whole dilemma. And Yeah. Uh, nice to see wa- Mickelson win. I'll let you go and have a good day.
3: Thanks, Big Cat. I, w- I watched it, and I'm going to tell you, it I started won. off great. It started off great. Yeah, good call on Mickelson. It started off great when you weren't expecting what was going on, and they were talking about betting on every hole, and then it just got stupid. It got boring and dumb, and Tiger Woods doesn't really want to play with, oh, 200,000 a hole. And You know what, Morency, if you're going to do something this stupid and this outrageous, when Charles Barkley calls you out and go, you guys are playing like junk. You put him on the damn broadcast, give him two strokes to well, let him play a hole, like just for a, like it was a made for TV event anyway. I know that sounds insane, but it was so it was boring long. from the start. Oh, way too. I long. know it went
2: twenty two holes. Too too long. But yeah, also, but high too- stakes, one on one should have been nine holes. Nine yeah. holes, nine million dollars. Let's go. Nine holes, yeah. More so money. it's basically high pressure, high. You know what I mean? You I can't would like screw to up. Do something dumb, or you know, like, honestly, me too. Where I would have been more interested. Obstacles, and not stupid stuff, but you know what I mean. Listen, it's for money. This is for fun. Hey, we just we put uh, we put a fence up in front of the green here. You're gonna have to masterfully fuck yeah, chip this over. To, you know what I mean? <laughs> just sort of, yeah, just sort of little little like, tweaks, like, like yeah, like a medieval moat. No, know, but it's like, ch- movie, hey. it's like in a movie. It's like in the Bobby Riggs movie in the in the in the in the movie Battle of the Sexes. They show Riggs after he's retired and he's a hustler, right? So he makes money playing sort of like Phil does, but he does does. it with tennis. He does it with tennis. So he's playing like executives and whatever for money. Uh, Except he won Wimbledon before. So they used to, he used to tell them, come up with anything you want and I'll beat you. So it's really funny. Like, they're like, all right, you need to play with two dogs on a leash. So like the dogs are trying to get the tennis ball. He's got two dogs on a leash, and he's playing with them.
3: <laughs> that's amazing. That's yeah. so good.
2: Yeah. That's <laughs> fantastic. Yeah, and yeah, he I beats you right? with like the two that, dogs. Yo. Yeah, so he's got yeah, two dogs awesome. on a leash, and he's, he's got to yeah. hold the dogs, right? And they're like, all right, you beat us with the dogs. Then the yeah. next time they play, they're like, all right, we're going to put a bunch of chairs on your side of the court. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, Bobby Riggs has got to jump over chairs and, like, run around chairs that's to so return awesome. the ball. Except he's playing against like you know amateurs, right? So it sort of evens out. It's it's really funny. Like yeah, exactly. Like they're coming up with handicaps, or like I said, at nighttime under the lights with a neon ball, <laughs> yeah. something different. You know what I mean? Like just yeah. something. It can't
3: just be regular golf. It's not good enough no. as its own to sell. And they actually, it's funny to your point. They've uh, a lot of broadcast systems are actually refunding the, the money uh, for for people that. Yeah. it. It's just like yeah, well as well they should. You know what I mean? I got mine free because, you know, I'm dicking oh, those around. And, sp- oh, yeah, there it is.
2: Those oh, sponsors oh, is uh, those sponsors that gave the $9 million, they lost a lot of yeah. money. They lost lot of money. Yeah, it's,
3: it's not. A, like, and and thing thing I this, don't know who
2: sponsored it. What did they get at it? Like, Tiger.
3: T- yeah, nothing. Tiger. And the thing about Tiger is sure he's like the best and people love him. It's just not his thing. Like with the trash talk and Phil's a hustler. It's not it's his just, personality. Exactly. Yeah, it's not. It's not. It, it's and, not and funny. you're to do it you're like right. this, you, you have to bring people who are insane out to do it. You have to have, hey, like if Charles Barkley wants to be that guy and call them out, well, okay, Charles, well, you know what? One hole, the broadcaster, you come out of the booth, they give you two shots on a par five, you put up a couple million dollars, and we watch you hack it around there for a laugh. Like, that you, you to your point, more obstacles, more jokes. It doesn't work in an 18-hole format. It needs to be revamped. It had potential. It started out well. It just couldn't last.
2: Well, yeah, right. I don't think, though... I don't think there'll be any excitement to do it next year. Like, uh,
3: <laughs> no, they're rushing away. Oh God, what? Are you, we got to do it again? No, that's not happening. It's Sports not happening.
2: used to be cooler though. It's it, you know, it I re- did. I remember we were talking about uh, hockey earlier, and you know, New Year's Eve is around the corner and stuff. Like I used to go, I would often spend New Year's Eve at uh, the Montreal Forum. It was like a tradition. I would go to uh, go to the Canadiens game. And then I would go out and uh, and party on New Year's Eve, and they would always play a team from Russia. Like they would oh, play yes, yes, this, yes. the Central Red Army, right? Like they play the best team from Russia, and it was a tradition. And you know, it was, you know, I remember, you know, you remember when they used to have that. Other NHL teams would play too, right? They'd play against Russian teams and all-star the All Star game. The NHL All Stars played against the Russian uh, national team. And they used to take you seriously, and, you know. Donovan Bailey, Michael Johnson, there used to be those sort of yeah. Let's do it. Let's let's do this competition. Let's do this event. Everything's just so it's frustrating now. Yeah. Like yeah, that's Chad what makes Johnson, soccer cool. Kid, Gabe,
3: Chad Johnson yeah, he ran a horse. The horse.
2: <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs>
3: Bring
5: it
2: back. It's so stupid. Bolt versus horse.
3: No, I love it. Yeah, but he it. did it's it. It's stupid, I, but he did it. He's
2: like, yeah, I'm, I race a horse. It. All right, let's go. I'm, I'm into, like, into it. it. <laughs> I'm into like it. Like the like I was like the Michael Felt versus the shark thing was cool but it wasn't cool because you just can't race a shark no like you know what i mean like there was no you can't put him in like you can't have a shark chase him no you uh, can't, yeah, you can't yeah, have, you have, have shark, a shark you can't have a shark cooperate
3: like you know what i mean
2: like <laughs> <laughs> like i because like, like, even i was shir- like
3: the shark is not cooperating <laughs> yeah but i, I was like
2: you know you put them in a in a pool type thing for except sure. you put you put a glass barrier except so for the, the sharks back. in one yeah. lane but, but how do you get the shark to go forward? You To know go what I straight.
3: Mean? Yeah, no, he'll go look at Yeah, him and Go out. I, like, I, I don't know. Mad,
2: Maybe mad, you have mad. some fish on blood or something. Like I'm sure like I was thinking it'd be a way, but I don't think you so. know, that's why it just didn't work. <laughs> <laughs> <That's>
3: the <best. laughs> yeah, they don't have shenanigans like that anymore. It's just the. Uh...
2: No, no, the concept was good. It, it was a good concept. Michael Phelps versus shark. It was cool, but it, they didn't execute it properly. You know what I mean? Very,
3: yeah, very true. Very true.
2: Like, look, like NFL versus CFL before. They'll never oh, that was that.
3: a long time ago. They're that never going to do that. The, the NFL has everything to lose. If they don't destroy you it's just like, it's, they're done. If you remember when you and I
2: met Ditka, when we when we hung out with Ditka yeah. that day, mm-hmm. I asked him about that. And remember, he was like, man, he goes, you know a lot. He goes, you're, you're yeah. asking me about. And it was crazy because. I asked him, I said, Mike, what do you remember? Do you remember playing in Montreal in 1961? And he said, damn right, I do. And he went right into it. He was like, damn right, I do. He goes, we nearly lost the game. And he goes, we, uh, we, were, he goes, we were losing in the first half. And he said they caught us off guard. And uh, that was the world champion Chicago Bear team, too. I think it was 16-6, the final score. We hope my I hate it to it.
3: better too. He just had a heart attack over the weekend.
2: Yeah, yeah. All those cigars and booze, man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We wish we wish coach the best. Um, the Buffalo Bills lost to the Hamilton Tiger Cats, and they stopped
1: it. They stopped the series. <laughs> of course, no. the Bills, right? I know exactly.
2: Was this ACDC day?
3: Yeah, I know. Seriously. Yang's got, Yang loves ACDC. <laughs> you just love the riffs, Yang. Your, your promo your
2: promo was good, Yang. I'll give you credit. The promo was good to start the show. Uh, yeah, but uh, in the second hour, let's, uh, let's move away from the ACDC here. <laughs> <laughs> ACDC are good, but, you know. Yang likes to lock in like he he makes it like rap Day or Rage Against the Machine yeah, Day. That's, yeah,
3: that's true. That's true.
2: I don't mind the themes. The themes are all right. But uh, the thing is, every ACDC riff sounds the same. So it's just sort of. Yeah, that's know, a good point. Becomes redundant. <laughs> Soon we'll have Homicide to play. We'll have new Homicide to play uh, on, on the show. So Mike Blewett's going to join us at 5 o'clock. Uh, Mike Blewett at 5 uh, we got Drew Dinkmeyer at six, so I uh, got some good guests uh, stepping up and in a little nice. bit uh, later on. I feel like a uh, I feel like, like a poll question, actually, like the poll question. Um,
3: well, remember it has to come organically, so it's just going to yeah. come. Yeah, you know.
2: Well, no, that's the thing. I'm not really forcing it. Um, tell you it one thing. I, t- I tweeted something out earlier that's getting a lot of feedback, though. Uh, and most people agree with me, it's about. Uh, so I don't know if you saw. But uh, NASA sent a uh, they sent a uh, a craft or whatever like a like vessel. No one's on it. A vessel. Good, good, yeah, good call. No one's on it. You know what I mean? So they didn't send any humans there, but uh, they it, they successfully landed on Mars today. Did they? Yes. <laughs> yes. It's fact. The vessel. has so, yeah. Uh, so. Tape. Yeah, Yeah. so I believe, yeah, so that's what I'm saying. So I do believe that they landed on Mars today. I'm not questioning that. Yet, I brought up, now, when you saw them land on Mars today, Cam, they acted like they won the Super Bowl at NASA. Like, they were hugging, and, like, it was, like, the biggest accomplishment ever.
3: Yeah, I'm and seeing it now. You, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like a good, party yeah. going on in there. Yeah, you see them. It's like these guys work at Amazon. Hey, look at that. Hey. <laughs> Yeah, Yeah! Yeah! Like yeah, their, yeah. No! They're like fired up. They're dancing, corporate meeting. Yeah! It's a co- fired dad. up.
2: Corporate meeting. Yeah! Corporate. Yeah, exactly. uh, corporate uh, retreat. They got the headsets. This is the best on? company, yeah. Walmart. Yeah!
3: Wow, man! Uh, what a what a quarter! What a quarter! Yeah. Sales,
2: sales, sales! 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 <laughs> sales!
3: You're right. I've never seen these guys are going nuts. This one chick. They got ha- dances, ha- new handshakes. Yeah, you're yeah. right. Yeah, good call.
2: So, Eric, right, great accomplishment. They sent something yeah. to Mars. So I basically said, look how happy these people are now in 2018 that they sent a piece of metal to Mars. Yeah, you're telling me that humans went to the moon 50 years ago? Yeah, it seems
3: fake. It seems fake. I don't fake. believe they it. Would, yeah, I, they wouldn't have. I don't believe yeah. it. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I, no. I'm just being serious. Like, I know, I know, you know exactly. some people are gonna be thinking I'm I'm like, crazy. I'm but,
3: laughing. I'm laughing cause, yeah, like. And I will they're...
2: say, I will say too, as my this is what I've always used as my to hang my hat on with this. So you're telling me now in 2018, cell phones don't work in in um, in elevators. Oh yeah, for sure. Yet somehow in 1969, they spoke clearly from the moon.
3: Yeah. It's so like, hey, what's up, Houston? Yeah. And it's, it's playing so a little leader. golf up like here. Yeah. It's not even... <laughs> one, one small snap for mankind. Wow, <laughs> I can hear him clearly. Yeah. Like yeah. He's my neighbor.
2: <laughs> Sounds clearer than you and I do right now. Yet, yeah. yet, technology is exponentially greater now. You know what I mean? Like, So if they were actually able to send someone to the moon then, it would be colonized now, bro. There'd be hotels yeah. out there. Like, uh, you know, the people, oh, there's no reason to go back. How come they've never been back? Let me ask you, so how come never once we've gone back to the moon?
3: I can't answer that question, no. I'm just Because
2: uh... then they say, well, well there's nothing. What did they say, the minerals?
3: Say or, yeah, yeah, there's got to be something. No, no, no. no. I mean, never estate. went there
2: because you can't go there. Like <laughs> You know what I mean? Another
3: thing is, they, they had a commercial. Land.
2: You can't they land le- on the moon. They ain't remember, sending anyone landing on the moon. The never, whole thing remember, done. Yeah. It was done by Stanley Kubrick in a studio. It's fake. It's fake. Because the Russians were trying to do it. The Russians knew they couldn't do it. There was a reason why the Russians used to send monkeys up there all the time.
3: <laughs> well, because a human would
2: die. It's you know, true. They had They had monkey astronauts. Because they were like, man, well, we don't really know what's going to happen up there. You know what I mean? Well, like, at least it's a and monkey, Ru- not Igor. And, and, yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and it, it, a couple of Igors died along the way, too, Cam. Uh, I, I know. Yeah, I mean, like, like a yeah. couple of Igors died. No, no, like oh, Russia. Lots of people Russia, died in the space move. They were ahead sure. on the space. It was like a space war, right? They, it was yeah. like a race to Star space. Star Wars. Yep. And Russia basically gave up and realized this can't be done. Like, you, you can't. We're not landing on the moon and playing golf up there. I, uh, I, listen, I'm not Kyrie Irving. I don't think the the, the Earth is flat.
3: No, that's just, that's that, that's been proven. I it's do believe that I
2: I do believe that Stevie Wonder can see, but uh, I've heard heard
3: multiple reports, too. Yeah, you're right. Listen, I've been, been a lot of people saying he could see what's going on. I've
2: been on the I've always been on the fence with the moon. Like I've always thought it's a pretty it's a pretty big thing to pull over on people. But as I get older, I see them pull things over on people all the time. And everything was a lie. Everything's always a lie. But. Like everything you see in the news is a lie. Everything's a lie, you know. Still today, we live. The world is a lie, well, but especially in the '50s and '60s, Cam. Like the, all those game shows and stuff were rigged, right? Let's let the geeky guy win. Let's let the yeah, hot yeah. chick in a it's, tight sweater with a rack. Like the, the game me. shows were rigged. It's, uh, the
3: it's still there like, now. Lotteries were extent. rigged. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Like everything
2: oh, yeah. was sort of set up for. You know, I, I saw a documentary on, I was watching in a hotel room the other night uh, on the Kennedy's. And, you know, there was nothing else on, man. It was like 2 in the mornings. I just let it run in the background. And they were basically saying about how, so JFK, or Kennedy, the great, you know, the, the assassination was recently. So Kennedy was like a war hero. He was out there in this Pacific type thing. And they ran into a Japanese boat. And I guess he saved some people in the water. Except the thing is, I guess it was Kennedy's fault that they hit this Japanese boat. He was in charge and he basically screwed up. Yet he was, his name was Kennedy and his family had money and they made a movie about it and stuff in which he was a hero. Right? Like, you know, like you know what I mean? Like everything is just everything was a narrative then, right? Fake war movies and fake heroes and fake game shows. Everything's always been rigged, so Them rigging the moon landing really is it? I mean, look at the the Kennedy assassination. We still really don't know what happened, right? Like, you know, like the 60s, the 60s was just sort of of
3: full of deception and scammery and manipulation of lies. To your earlier point, they had the first commercial cell phone commercial. You know where they have that nerd in the car? Hey, we're at Soldier Field, and he's punching in the cellular call. So that happened 30 years ago, and that was like, and you saw the guy making a call First cell phone from a brick car, and that's another thing. If you're talking about that, and that's such a big deal, to your earlier point about the moon landing, it's correct. So if that was such a big deal then, this is before that, and yeah, yet they the would call, have had cell phones call, out in the the, 70s. Call, the call is from another planet, and it's clearer than the first guy calling from uh, Soldier Field. And they have a commercial about it. The guy's got ning, ning ning ning. Hey everybody, you know here it is. Yeah, the 28 ounce phone. Well, here. I'm calling. It's just ridiculous. They asked when Neil Armstrong.
2: They asked. Uh, they asked Neil Armstrong. It was actually no. it was my bad. It was Chuck Yeager. It was Chuck Yeager. Um, no, no, it was Neil. It was Neil. Um, somebody went up to him, Cam, and put a Bible in front of him. <laughs> you didn't
3: really say swear on the Bible? Were yeah. you? Were you somebody, in? Somebody did you somebody go and he walked. Mars?
2: Yeah, That's it, was like awesome. book, <laughs> some, it was like a book. was like a book signing, That's and amazing. he's sitting there <laughs> signing books. Yeah. And the guy gets up there and he goes, "Excuse me, sir." He goes, with all due respect, he goes, Here's a Bible. He goes, Can you put your hand on this Bible and tell me that you walked on the moon? And uh, Armstrong punched him. Amazing. <laughs> just
3: he didn't answer the question. No. He no, punches me. That's amazing. That's amazing.
2: But the thing is, like, yeah, if you bring these things up, you're like, Oh, you're a wingnut, right? Like yeah. I don't I don't think I'm a wingnut for for wondering.
3: Now you bring a lot of empirical data to the table. The the, the issue is. Well, I don't I have, bring Even you I don't no, have the, any data. I just no, bring the up a cell phone service. Uh, yeah, well, that's the thing. I don't know. The, well, the, the point being, how the well, hell was Stanley it that clear? How the hell was, was it that, that clear? That's it was it's Buzz impossible Aldrin. to be that clear.
2: So, sorry. Drusilla is doing it. He goes, it was Buzz Aldrin. So the story's but, right. Yeah. It was sorry, Buzz yeah, Aldrin. Yeah, Buzz. Uh, Buzz Punch, he punched him. the guy. Yeah, he punched the guy. <laughs> and people are like, get away from Buzz. You know, you can't ask him that. Like you know what I mean? Like you're you're some sort of communist for asking a question. Hey, did you really land on the moon? It <laughs> you know was crazier. It was your boy Pete Carroll in Seattle.
3: Oh yeah, they, yeah, yeah. There's yeah. like a big, <laughs> a
2: big general, yeah, big general, is a big fan of the yeah. the Seahawks. Seahawks, so like,
3: yeah. He didn't like so Seahawks was after to they meet won them.
2: <laughs> no, they won the Super Bowl, and they're I like, yeah. This. The general came to meet Pete Carroll, and. General goes into Pete Carroll's office, and they're talking. He's like, it's an honor to meet you, Coach. Coach's like, honored to meet you, General. And Pete Carroll says, so uh, what really happened uh, that day on 9-11 anyways? He goes, because I was watching some documentaries, and General was got real uncomfortable. It got, oh, yeah. got to the point where they had to, like, leave. They were like, all right, yeah. let's go meet the players. So, yeah, we're done with yeah. you. <laughs> yeah, move yeah on. we're going to go meet the players now. <laughs> like, <Exactly>. Thanks, Coach. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, Pete Carroll. <laughs> that's the best.
2: Yeah, th- thanks, Coach. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, so first the moon landing says Buzz Aldrin cut. Now I'll look it up right now. But Stanley, I believe it was Stanley Kubrick. He says that he did it. Now for some reason, his daughter recently said that he's lying. He basically said that he produced the moon landing, like he did the the, the Great Space Odyssey or whatever the hell. Yeah, that was that's called, right.
3: right. Yeah. Hello, And it looked really over. realistic. Yeah. Oh, it looked amazing. It yeah, looked amazing. so he he
2: claimed, basically, that he did it. And, I don't know, they sort of silenced that, though, right? We'll never know. I mean, it's one of those deals. You'll never really know, right? Maybe, you know, in, uh, 200 years or something, it'll be. Uh, it's sort of like, they, like I said, it's like the Kennedy stuff, where they're supposed to come after 50 years. Everything becomes declassified. Mm-hmm. So basically, all right. It's been fifty years. We're not hiding anything anymore about something, right? They didn't. They kept. It's been fifty years with the Both Kennedy did. stuff. They didn't. It was just like this past year. Remember, Trump said he was gonna he was gonna declassify it. He was like, it's about time. But they stopped him. Even they, you know, yeah, whatever so, was in there. Sorry, Donald. <laughs> no. Yeah, whatever <laughs> was whatever's keep, in those keep files. Keep it in the files. In the yeah, box, basically. It's not getting out. But if like if there's nothing nefarious there, what are you hiding? It's been 50 years. What are you hiding? Right? Like what are you guys sitting on that you know happened on that day that you don't want people to know? If you keep on talking Morenzi, you're going to disappear. And it's like, "No, but we're <laughs> no, talking about I'm the joking. most popular president."
3: Exactly. In the history of America. And they're telling him to shut up. He
2: gets whacked. It's been 50 years and they're like, oh, we yeah. can't tell you what happened." Exactly. Right. So you, you can't be shocked, like really, if they lied about the moon landing. Now, can you?
3: No, you can't. You can't.
2: Now, yeah. as I <laughs> talked about on the morning show today, if I was Dwight Howard, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, I probably yeah. would have lied about my injury. <laughs> yes. <laughs> He's out with like a glute oh, problem. Yeah.
3: Yeah, yeah.
2: I didn't know what a glute is, but it's basically your ass.
3: Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Your glute, glute gluteus maximus. Yes.
2: Gluteus, yeah. So, yeah, yeah,
3: yeah. yeah. Kinesiology, buddy. Yeah. But that was. What's are these trans transgender sex parties, man? That's a lot of weird stuff going on here.
2: It seems to be a thing in the NBA. It,
3: yeah, it's weird, man. I don't know what's going. on. You said it. <laughs> Craziness. <laughs> I, I don't know. <laughs> whatever floats your boat.
2: I don't trust. Uh, I don't trust anybody on Instagram or Tinder yeah. or any of those things. <laughs> these <laughs> athletes gotta stay away from that stuff, man. Yeah,
3: you think. Yeah, I know it's gonna get you into a lot of trouble. <laughs> yeah, it was crazy. I even saw it, like this this weekend too, it was on uh the documentary about Casey Kasem. Because I remember you always talk about the Casey Kasem meltdown. He was uh they had the 48 hours on Casey Kasem, and he married that uh, blonde chick on Cheers and the war between her and her family for the essay and all the crazy. Oh man, it was nuts. I don't know, Marantz. It was just wow, it, it blew my mind. I didn't I didn't know the whole story like what was going on for his empire and the kids fighting the widow and she threw oh, Casey fro- frozen meat yeah she threw frozen meat at them and it's that crazy chick who was on cheers think- who was married to uh Carla's ex that blonde girl that's who Casey is oh, yeah. married in life <laughs> in real life and his and his kids are in radio right, right? So they call this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's crazy, and she thinks the kids are gold diggers, and she took them away. Like she unhucked. Like he was like in a hospital. She took him she hostage. Un- yes, she took the tube. Like while he's had tubes attached to him, took him and went up to her friend's place and Washington. He was another State. one. What? Yeah, elder it's crazy. Abuse. Exactly. Yes. 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 Exactly, man. I was, I was just spellbound watching that. I'm like, wow, man. I didn't know the whole story. It was quite quite intriguing. A lot of weird stuff out there, man.
2: Yeah, well, we should probably play the Casey Kasem. Uh, I don't think some the, of our the audience meltdown? would probably enjoy
3: Yeah, that was a great meltdown. Was,
2: great meltdown. It really is one of the funs. And this next occasion <laughs> yeah. will hit you, <coughs> whether <laughs> you have a dog or a loved one, or you don't. Yeah. It's about Snuggles. Snuggles passed away. He stops. He's like, hey, restart, restart <laughs> yeah. the yeah. music. Uh, he goes, uh, I don't know why you're playing a up-tempo song. Tempo, but we'll talk about talking about a dog, dog that died. And then, like he's sort of mad, and then, then he and then it kicks in. He goes, "You know, you do it to me every time." He goes, "Every time I got to read one of these dedications, I got to talk over some upbeat uh, tempo song. Got to talk about a goddamn die- dog die. Is Don on the
4: phone?
3: And then he starts to get real pissed. Where are those pictures <laughs> I asked for? Him? Do you know Casey yeah. Kasem was the voice of Shaggy on Scooby Doo? I didn't know that yeah. either. You I didn't, didn't know, know that. that. No, I did not. I did not. I did not know that. No, it was amazing. Then watching, I'm like, yeah, yeah. It sounds like I was just like, wow. Yeah, come man, on, that that's, guy. Yeah, that's that guy was so now good. you know, yeah. Yeah, now I'm like, wow. Just, that guy was best voice in the ever. Like when you when you uh, just listen to his stuff. Oh man, it's. Amazing.
2: I liked. Uh, I didn't like a ton of like I don't have memories of a ton of cartoons that I like, but yeah. Scooby Doo. I oh, was a fan. I was a fan of, of Scooby Doo when I was a kid.
3: Yeah, for sure. It was one of my favorites too. I I just didn't I like, know it was him. I like Shaggy. It got and, stupid uh, with Scrappy. Scrappy doo was just not the same. Like, yeah, with yeah, a little spotlight. Came. It's like, yeah, I get it, but uh, it's more Scooby Shag. I'm with you. Like They were the originals.
2: Scooby Doo is a cool dude.
3: Oh, very cool. Very cool. Good dog. Scooby Snacks. A lot of, lot of underlying things in that cartoon, too. Remember oh, that? Who was that band? Bardying.
2: Scooby Snacks.
3: <laughs> oh, yeah. The getting on the Scooby Snacks. Yeah, I forget <laughs> what. <when, laughs> yeah, who is that? <laughs> yeah, I forget. <laughs> Like, getting high on Scooby Snacks? Yeah, who would band? It was a, That was in the 90s, right? Yeah, who were yeah, those guys? Yeah. I, I
2: worked their show. Yes. I don't want to hear that. One of those, like, one of those, like, like Kid Hipster Blossoms band. type yeah. bands or something like that. Scooby Five snacks. Minutes for Fighting or... <laughs> yeah.
3: Fun Loving Criminals. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. Fun Loving <laughs> Criminals. <laughs> Scooby Snacks. Yeah, good call. Good call. Fun Loving yeah, yeah. Criminals. Running no, around, Robin like... banks all whacked off on Scooby Snacks. Yeah. Yeah, like,
2: uh... <laughs> It's like that other band that had that song, that era. Peaches, millions of peaches. That's the president of the United States of
3: America. You don't know what the hell that means.
2: Like, who's singing about peaches? Yeah, peaches, peaches. I know. who cares?
3: Peaches aren't even the best fruit.
2: Millions of peaches. Peaches Peaches for Peaches for me.
3: All right. (laughs) Blast from the past. listening to the fantasy sports radio network
1: game time decisions
2: at level 2 level 2 First promo was better, Yang. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Last one sort of uh, petered out a little bit. First yeah. one was good. First, first one was good. First one was like an eight on ten. Very, very good. This that last one was like a five. Good, not great. <laughs> All right, good job, uh, Yang. Yeah, yeah, good job, though, Yang. Uh, All right, level two of the program. Rain continues to come down in New York City right now as we overlook the skyline from our Weehawken studios. Uh, Cam Stewart uh, with us. Monday Night Football this evening. We'll get into that uh, game. Uh, Of course, we'll try to figure out who's playing and who's not playing in the NBA tonight. That's always a challenge. Do we have uh, Mike Blewett ready to step up, uh, Yang? Not yet. All right, Uh, so uh, we'll make connection with, uh, with Blewett. Yes.
3: Connection actually put somebody on the moon mars. but uh yeah, yeah he's just going to uh, Mars yeah mars <laughs> space landing you blew it no i just
2: i had to be very clear i just said our boy rigs attacked I was very yes. specific this time. I said two separate plays. Oh yeah, oh, last yeah. time.
3: No, Marenti, I'm to tell. You, I put them all in a parlay for you. I bet the same one. That was the best. Remember that? I was like, <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You put 100, same, 180, 193 hundred ninety-three dollar parlay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was like, that was awesome. I'm like, well, I'm like, yeah, did, it, yeah. did I ask you to parlay it? Well, parlays are good, but I don't really want to put hundred ninety-eight dollar parlay. Not, not what you only have. That's a really kicking ass. <laughs> you know. Yeah, yeah, it was like my only. Yeah, it was if my only like, money that if, I had. Yeah, yeah exactly. That's the thing. If you were collecting $2,000 and Riggs said, hey, man, I got a $183 parlay, you're like, yeah, okay, I can live with that. But when you're collecting 183 and you're putting in a $183 parlay, that's different. The first leg hit,
2: uh, but uh, then, it, then, 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 yeah, then it just uh, kind of
3: tailed off, yeah.
2: Yeah, so we split it in two. We'll let you guys know what we took uh, in a couple of minutes. Let's bring Mike it in uh, right now. What's going on, Mike?
6: Oh, man. What a rough loss for the Steelers. You no know, three turnovers. That's not fun. That was not fun to watch.
2: I lost money on that game. Yeah. I actually thought you know a lot of people like Denver all week and you know like Cam was saying the number was 3, It was 3 for a reason obviously. Pittsburgh are a flaky team, man. I mean, Pittsburgh are a second tier top-notch team. They're not tier 1. I think they're a tier 2 team. Yeah, they're sure. also one of the they're, they're also one of these teams that can basically beat anybody. And pretty much lose. Not to anybody, but if you know, like every Pittsburgh game, they play down down
6: at times. They played down to Cleveland. They played down to Denver yesterday. Look, it's their own fault. They
3: They were lucky to win the Jacksonville game two weeks ago, too. Yeah, lucky to win Jacksonville. Tampa Bay hung with them till the end in the Monday night game a long time ago. Yeah, no, it's like they let teams hang around.
6: They're not a Super
2: Bowl caliber team,
3: in my opinion.
2: Not right now. Not right
6: now. I I knew people were. I thought people were pumping them up a little bit too much. I, I think the defense has fixed a, a whole bunch of problems, but realistically, um, they need to clean up a, a few things before they're gonna go on the road and start beating
2: people in the AFC. It's just not going to happen with the way that they play. Well, if you look at the um, I went over this on the morning show today, if you look at the um, you look at the standings in the international Football League. The Patriots are are poised right now in a position to have home field again,
0: yes. which
2: just once again you know makes it tough. And I think the Patriots are a vulnerable team, yet they're they're less vulnerable in Foxborough in January. I'll tell you that much. And I totally agree. Th- them getting you know the home field, it just man, it means they only have to play two games, and maybe right. one of them on the road at Kansas City, and maybe not. So, you know, the Patriots are still dangerous right now. In the uh, Who, is, in, who in do the, you think takes
6: out the Chiefs down the stretch, though, Gabe? It's the Chargers are at Seattle. Or are those the two games you're looking at for KC to drop a third game?
2: Yeah, no, I, I don't know. Uh, God. I'm thinking in the playoffs, who could beat them? Your Steelers could beat them. Pittsburgh the has a history of beating
3: Kansas City. That's one thing. Pittsburgh's not afraid of Kansas City. They got a great history against them. They could beat the Chiefs.
6: And they played, them, they played them to a one-score game back in September when the Steelers yep. were, frankly, a mess and they That's still right. played into a one-score game.
3: They, they match up well against Kansas City.
2: So um, I don't know if you heard us talking. I know you're busy today, uh, Mike. Uh, basically, we just spent the I last busy 20 busy you, today. buddy? We just uh, were discussing the uh, the moon landing or the Mars landing, and oh, yeah. I basically threw out there earlier that I don't believe they landed on the moon. And
6: um, Oh, boy. Yeah, so. <laughs> you got a moon
2: truther? Oh, boy. Yeah, so... the moon truther. <laughs> I like what Camp Camp said to me. Camp flattered me and he goes, You know, you brought up some very good empirical data there, Marcy, and I really didn't bring up any data. It was well, just basically the cell phone my, connection
3: was your argument.
2: Yeah, my my main argument is cell phones don't work in elevators now. I really don't see how the communication was so good from the moon uh, back then. But you're you're a Boston college educated man, Mike. So uh yeah, yeah, what's yeah. what's your what's your take on the moon landing? And what would you say well, to uh, to people that question this?
6: Well, are you questioning it because the alleged of the alleged doctored photos?
2: Well, is that you know there is, is that part
6: of what you're questioning? No,
2: it's the overall. We can get into the reflection exactly in the background. Uh, well, Stanley Kr- Stanley Krubitz uh, claimed that he actually did it, that he he he, he shot that, that he produced it.
6: Well, that that may or may not be true, but the reality is, and I've heard this from another none other than Neil deGrasse Tyson. You will find some some photographic evidence out there that does not match up with the videos and the actual photos taken on the site. Yes, it will not match up. The reason is because before going up to the moon, they did not know if camera technology was going to work on the moon in the same manner that it worked on Earth. So they did actually do photo shoots, uh, basically. Oh, for and, oh, that's, press that's purposes, that's
2: that's convenient. So
6: it is convenient, but Very I do smart. not so, think yeah, yeah. That is evidence <laughs> Very of a conspiracy that it didn't so, go.
2: And let me ask they you: didn't go to the if, Do you think that DeGrasse Tyson it would help or hurt his career if he exposed them? He'd be done. He'd be done. He well, wouldn't be on TV as this big scientist if he was sure. like anti anti NASA and you know. I mean, well, if
6: he had it i would i would imagine somebody like him could procure actual proof that it isn't the case so maybe he'd be even a, a bigger celebrity for disproving the moon landing ever happened
2: no i think he they secretly like having cigars and a drink and laughing at everyone
3: <laughs> <laughs> i do yeah. it's By like the way, August- you know that like <laughs> it's like winning the a, Masters, lot, a lot right, of Brent? modern
6: tech a lot of modern technology uh concern uh related to um, cellular technology and previously fax technology. A lot of technology from that was derived from some discoveries that they have made on the moon. So it's ironic that you mentioned cell phones and the moon landing all in one shot. So those are somewhat connected, even though uh, we do occasionally have problems with the elevator reception.
2: So they could send—they're uh, sending uh, people to the moon and vessels to Mars, but uh, we can't. And Elon find- Musk is going to move
6: there. He's going to move find, to Mars. Uh, I'm
2: sure a lot of people will pay <laughs> pay for him to do it. Uh, <laughs> He's not
6: short on funds.
2: But they can't find uh, – you can't find 32 good quarterbacks. It's amazing. Like uh, what, I mean, what, uh, what I, think, I feel like it's do. better
6: now than it's ever been. That's That may not be a good thing, but I feel like it's better now than it's ever been simply because the rules are made for them to be no, you're right. more successful. They're so not getting crushed play. in the manner that they, they used to.
2: But, so sent Blake Bortles to the moon. Yeah, Nate Nate. Nate, Hack, Nate Hacker gets fired. And, you know, listen. Nate Hacker used to be the Buffalo Bill offensive coordinator, and he drove me crazy. He really was yeah. terrible. Like, as yeah. bad as can, bad can be. And he was the offensive coordinator with Doug Marone at Syracuse before. So, <laughs> he's been with Marone forever. Syracuse, Buffalo, Jacksonville. You know it's a desperate time that Marone had to let his boy go here. There was obviously yeah. no choice at this point in time. But... Doesn't it seem kind of not counterproductive or at least a defense of Nate Hackett? And I can't believe I'm defending Nate Hackett here, but you also just bench your quarterback. I mean, is there a reason the play caller is can only do so much with the players that he has to call plays for? And I honestly believe in Bill Walsh was the offensive coordinator of the Jacksonville Jaguars. I don't really know what could be different with Blake Bortles, your quarterback. I mean, I I, he... I
6: think, look, I think there would always be a limit to what you'd be able to do, but I, I disagree that some a more creative offensive coordinator couldn't get more out of some of the players. We have seen guys that ha- have not been Pro Bowl caliber or Hall of Fame caliber have success for long periods of time with coordinators because they've been more creative with it. You know, I, I'm not suggesting that Blake Bortles is the perfect canvas. Well, he was
2: last that, year, but, wasn't he, when, when they were putting up all those points against yeah. the Steelers in the playoffs? <coughs> he,
6: he's regressed. That, he's he regressed. played a great game. He played a great game, but the week yeah. before, he was terrible game. You, you saw t- that Mike, the Bills.
3: We, I watch every Jacksonville game this year, and trust me, Leonard Fournette was carving up the Bills game at points for like 8 to 10 yards at a time. They Blake Bortles didn't have to do anything. Like he misses simple dump off throws, easy throws over the middle. Like he is the work quarterback hands down. Like I don't even think it's debatable. Like watching he's this guy week inaccurate. after week after week. He That's he's what it awful. comes down
6: to. We, we we've seen very specific stretches of him being inaccurate. I think it's fair to I think it's fair to say that he puts a ceiling on that offense completely, but even I do think that there are guys that could be more creative with him. Just for instance, last week, they had the Steelers beat. And on a third and five, they run four net right into the line of scrimmage. When the one thing that Bortles could do is athletically get outside, run for that first down, game is over. They ran into the line of the scrimmage. Steelers got the ball back, beat them in the last play of the game.
5: Yeah, that's bad, that's bad bad play
2: Blake Bortles should be a backup. <laughs> you know, he's yeah, he's a backup. Um, he's, got, he's got backup sort of ability.
6: And yeah, we've talked about this help. before. What's most interesting is that, <clears throat> excuse me, what's interesting is that with guys that are previously high first-round draft picks, very often when they don't make it in the league, they get swept out of it. Uh, people don't really want them around as a backup. It brings sort yeah, of yeah, bad to right. teams. So. We saw how difficult it was for Robert Griffin to earn his way back in, just to get on a roster to be a backup. He's clearly more physically talented than
2: Griffin. Griffin had campaigns. I hear what you're saying. You know, you look at a guy like uh, like David Carr, who sort of adjusted to that after. But it's a good point. It's a good point. Like when you're when you're that big of a star, you're right, or that big of a pick. It's actually amazing when you look at that draft, right, and where Bortles was drafted. So many good players in the top 10 as well, uh, you know, Yeah, uh, were, were taken, uh, t- taken that year. But, um, and, so, and
6: look, there are a few guys out there that are first former first-round picks that have uh, many uh, attitude and off-field issues, like Johnny Manziel and Jamarcus Russell, and other guys who are first, former first-round picks who still are backups in the league, like Brandon Whedon and now uh, Robert Griffin. And others. That's so a good point. You, you, could, you could argue it both ways, but a lot of times when you see – Uh, Extremely highly ranked quarterbacks that don't make it—it's a little bit of a struggle for them to stay in the league. The league just sort of spits them out because they realize they're not a starter, and that's it.
2: I think though, um, I think Leonard Fournette, I think Leonard Fournette's testing their patience as well in Jacksonville. I mean, the Jags, there's a lot lot of guys on that team.
0: No, that's not saying. Like Jalen Ramsey
3: needs to shut up. Yeah,
2: you you
0: blame the Bills.
3: The, the Jaguars yeah, started that whole thing. They started that whole thing that day. I watched
2: the game. Yeah, that was, started that, was that was Leonard Fournette. And Leonard Fournette took point, basically cost him the game, you could argue. He did. He was on fire they, before he got ejected. They went from the one-yard line, and he gets the penalty. Then they get a false start penalty. Yep. Next thing you know, they go from the – it's like that's symbolic of their year. They're on the one-yard line, and they ended up missing a 42-yard field goal at the end of that sequence. They yeah, were backwards from the one – and missed it. Now for Fournette's, you know, a guy like Tom Coughlin, you know, that just it makes him sick that Fournette did that, did that. But from a fan standpoint, it actually was hilarious. To see Mulcreef and Wallace locked in with the ball that they wouldn't let go while the whole thing was going on, and then Fournette and Lawson going out into the corner. <laughs> it was like wrestling.
0: It was oh, very- yeah, no, it was it was some good
2: stuff <laughs> fighting but- in the tunnel. It's ex- extremely undisciplined of Leonard Fournette to do this. It's you know, inexcusable it just,
6: it's, to get kicked. When you when you know that you're that player on that team, it's inexcusable to get kicked yeah. out, whether it was Odell a few years ago or Fournette yesterday.
2: It's not a high school game, exactly. Like, you're a pro, bro. Like, you can't – you want to mouth off in a tunnel after mouth off in a tunnel. But to take points off the field, but it just goes to show sort of – and it's weird because Marone is a disciplinarian. And, and, Tom and above Coughlin him is, is, is
6: the biggest disciplinary. That is yeah. the interesting thing about this. They have built they a combustible group. They've built a combustible locker yes. room all
2: by themselves. They've built it. That's what I was gonna say. You when stuff goes well for a team like that,
6: Absolutely. it's good.
2: You know, like they last year the Super Bowl all, because of it. They're all nasty guys, they mouth off, they're cocky, and it works. It's like a street ball team. Basketball. But when things go bad for teams like that, it oh, turns ugly. Yes. The yes. finger-pointing starts, the fighting starts, the lack of discipline starts. And Dave, you know, two, weeks and-
6: ago, two weeks ago, Jalen Ramsey said it. He's, he, he he didn't name any specific names, but he was open with the reporter saying, I don't have to tell you what's going on around, around here. You, you he, To paraphrase, you can see what's going on around here. It's no secret that's the problem here. He was basically saying, QB sucks. We don't know. We know that we're playing fine, but the QB sucks. So uh, that's the problem with this team. It's not going to get fixed until
2: he's out of here. Bortles brought this uh, upon himself a little bit, too. Not upon himself, but the real crack showed about a month ago, if you remember, when Bortles said, uh, no, I'm used to this. He goes, uh, when we win, it's uh, how great our defense is all the time. He goes, when we lose, I hear about how much I suck. He goes, I'm used to it. And I remember I said at the time, I said, move Blake, like, don't, yeah. you know, don't take don't sides on that. this, like, yeah, yeah don't these guys have kind of criticism. They're already looking at you, and they're sort of keeping their mouth shut. You know, when he said that, it's like, all right, you wants to get real about this uh, right now. But yeah. you know, hey, and, and by the way, Gabe,
6: on that front, you, can I just say one thing? It's an, it's a line used by Don Draper in the show Mad Men. You know what, Blake? That's what the money's for." That's what the money's for. (laughs) 19 million bucks. Sorry you're getting criticized. Are you out of here,
2: Mike, or are you staying right now?
6: I'll stay for a couple more minutes.
2: Okay, all right. Yeah, so we'll keep Mike for for another segment here. Mike Blewett, with us Good up next, Mike. And then uh, we'll continue with Mike Blewett. We'll hit tonight's uh, football game. There's some other stuff going on here. Baseball news, but uh, we'll keep it in the football world for the most part. Cody Kessler will be starting for the Jags. Lamar Jackson lighting it up for the Ravens. Time Decisions, Red E-Rage Radio, Fantasy Sports Radio Network, Monday Night Football tonight. Titans and Texans, big game as far as the AFC playoff picture is concerned. Any AFC South. Tennessee's on the ropes right now. And uh, they don't, I don't think they're going to be in the playoffs when it's all said and done, but their season is pretty much on the line here tonight, Uh, literally and figuratively. Uh, hard to believe, man. And, you know what? What a difference a couple of weeks can make, or a month can make in an NFL season yeah. and schedule.
3: Look at As Dallas. The Houston,
2: <laughs> yeah, the Houston Texans were zero and three. Now they're on the verge of being eight and three, all, yeah. and all—all but locking this division up uh, with a win tonight. Yeah. And yeah, you just mentioned it. the Dallas Cowboys three weeks ago, people wanted Jerry Jones to sell the team. <laughs> exactly. And you know what I mean. And now they're, they're now hey. they'd be the four seed in the playoffs. Like it's, cra- it's crazy. Yet the the musical chairs will continue. There's still a lot of football left to be played. But to be honest, we went over this on the morning show today. The playoff picture is kind of narrowing down a little bit right now. If you want to be realistic about things, and it's essentially in, in the NFC. You
6: got five teams decided in the AFC, basically.
2: Yeah, yeah, we're talking yeah. about the wild card now. It's it's Indianapolis and Baltimore, essentially. It, as far as reality is concerned, I think. The Chargers with an outside are outside
6: shot. Wilders. If With an outside shot, if Tennessee wins tonight, then they. Yes. That's part of the outside shot. If Tennessee yeah, and, wins tonight, they can make it.
2: Uh, yeah, and I think what you look, Indy beat them last week, so they got a tiebreaker. Luck always beats yep. them. Luck is sort of in in, in the mix now, and you get the feeling they'll fall short. Maybe they'll be able to backdoor this thing. And you look at the the NFC's a little bit more. Big open. comeback
6: for him yesterday, though. That was I know. Huge.
3: Yeah, they were down by uh, ten with a few 10. minutes to go. I know that was scary for the Colts if the Dolphins beat them. Yeah, good How about
6: those, Mi- those Miami over six and a half betters are sweating
3: right now?
2: <laughs> yes, they are.
6: They do not look good. They I, they don't look like a team that can win two more games. But I'm starting I don't know to sweat. My schedule like
3: starting to sweat by Carolina <laughs> eight and a half a little
2: bit. I now. know,
6: seriously,
3: man. Like yeah, it looked like a lock a few weeks ago. God, That's the thing about the NFL. Fun.
2: Yeah,
6: so a couple of weeks. The week Dolphins have debate. the Bills twice. They're looking better. Then they got the Pats, Vikings, and a bad Jaguars yeah. team. So yeah, they got to take one, one of the Bills games and the
2: Jaguars. The Bills yeah. always beat the Dolphins, too.
3: They, they play them. Know. Yep, they do. <laughs> That's yeah. – so, What I do you think, think? Anything of? for, that for was looking good.
2: So uh, what do you think of tonight's game uh, that, Mike, uh, as we mentioned so – I'm
6: emotionally attached game. to Let's the Titans – I have been since July, uh, emotionally attached to the Titans. So um, they are probably the most Jekyll and Hyde team in the entire league. So trying to predict what the Titans are going to do, even with Mariota back, is probably an exercise in futility. I don't see the Texans as an 8-3 and three team, but when that defense is playing well, it's kind of hard to argue. Like when, when You are what your record says you are. Playing, yeah, that's right. At some point, it just becomes reality. And winning seven games in a row. I know they dodged a couple of bullets, a missed field goal in Denver, and some other tight ones. A couple of overtime wins to get this streak started. Buffalo, but
3: it's, Nate Peterman yeah. gift wrapped yeah. one of those games. That's for true. Too. That's right. Mariota. Mariota right. has a bad track record against these guys. He's thrown only one touchdown pass in three games against them, but. I think the Titans understand, Mike. It's uh, now or never tonight. I, it's it, it's a low total in this game. I guess they're expecting a lot of defense in this one. Me and Gabe are talking. I think I think it's going to be tight. I think if you te- tease the Titans, I think that's going to be a good play. But, yeah, no, but
6: we've talked about the dot com computer. these last few weeks, and they like getting in these ugly games. So I, I feel like I want to take them in a game that's expected to be ugly.
2: The computer likes the over uh tonight. Good. I think I think there'll be more points than people expect as well. They want entertainment on Monday night football. They'll call they'll call defensive holdings. They'll get yeah. they'll get the offenses moving. But one thing the Houston Texans they've won se- uh, they've won 7 games in a row. They don't blow anybody out. They just don't. I mean, Bill O'Brien, they win despite Bill O'Brien. I mean, he sort of handcuffs them in my opinion. They'd be better That'll off with be another coach in the league. Well, he's favorite
6: coach in the league.
2: No, there's there's other ones. I'm not a huge McDermott <laughs> fan to be honest. Uh, a yeah. little uh, too
6: close to home, though.
2: Yeah, Van. Listen, I think Vance Joseph was probably the worst yeah. coach in the league. But you got Mike get McCarthy. Played. Mike McCarthy's a
3: bad coach. Continually screws up like on a nightly basis. Even when I, like even call for a measurement last night. Like the guy doesn't do little things that you need to do. Like you're a coach, man. I, I can't argue that. No, he, he does it every week. He doesn't know how to manage a clock. He doesn't ask for measurements in key situations. Like He's always like deer in the headlights, and then he bitches at the ref afterwards. Well, you can ask for a measurement, dude. It's You know, other guys do it. Yeah. Anyway, little things, little I mean, things.
6: I mean, I, I'm as stunned with the, with the Broncos kind of coming back to life as anything, though. Like, I, I really am surprised. They beat the Chargers and the Steelers back-to-back. Those are two. We're talking about the playoff picture. Those are two actual playoff teams. And the Chargers beat them back-to-back. Back. Tight games both, but I'm surprised they pulled those off to advance Joseph's credit.
3: They're a gritty team, They're,
6: despite the coach.
3: Their
2: schedule gets easier, too.
6: Yep, since Cincy, at the Niners, Browns, at Raiders, Chargers. That's, you got a few wins there.
2: You know, the They four would be the ultimate
6: dark horse. They cannot make the playoffs. The Chargers are – I mean, I, I just don't I don't think they will, but Keenum playing a little bit better. He played pretty well yesterday.
2: He did. So the – the four points, you know, it's it's relatively significant. It is. I mean, t- like I said, Tennessee, they're in every football game, you know, for the most part. They got smoked by Baltimore, but off the top of my head, that's the only game they got smoked in. You know, they they either win close games or they've lost uh, some close games for the most part. They are. Their offense can be erratic. We talk about they're, they're not very good from playing from behind. They're going to have to protect Mariota tonight, but... Honestly, like you look at Houston, Houston are good. They've won seven in a row, but they should be more explosive than they are on paper. You know, like they with Deshaun Watson and Hopkins and everything that they have, their offense is pretty pedestrian. Watson makes plays, but it's pedestrian. they,
6: They have not, you know, we always say you play what schedule is in front of you. They have not played a tough slate, but it doesn't get much tougher. After tonight, it sets up pretty well for the Texans. They they don't have a lot of tough games. The Titans don't either, so they could benefit from that. But the Texans really, I mean, here's their schedule the rest of the way. They have the Titans tonight. They play the Browns, the Colts, which could be a tough one. But yeah. they have it. They're in the middle of a three game homestand. They play the Titans, Browns, and Colts at home. I know. And nice. they go to the Jets, go to Philly, and then they have the Jags in Week 17. They could still they could scrape out. I mean, realistically, another. Four or five wins, easy. You know, I mean, you know I don't what, see guys? An on eleven-win that, team.
3: That's the thing. Like, and and that's when, like, I think Vegas is going to get rocked by people betting Houston, and who are scared at the start. Gabe, look at their schedule. Like, other than New England, like the, the games that they play, like it's unbelievable. Giants, Colts, Bills, Jags, like uh, Dolphins. It's a joke. Like, it, it, even at the heart at Washington, Cleveland. Like, this is like you look at up and down. They definitely have the easiest schedule in the National Football League. The Houston. If the playoffs,
2: if the playoffs started today, the Baltimore Ravens, uh, the, the Kansas City Chiefs, and the Patriots would both have buys. Yep. The Baltimore Ravens would be at Houston, so it'd be Baltimore at Houston,
0: Drug and uh, of
2: course, H- Houston are always slotted into that first wild card game on Saturday afternoon, <laughs> and, uh, and then yeah. the Chargers would be at four p.m. four uh, p.m. on a Saturday all day. Yeah, yeah, Chargers at Pittsburgh. Um, and Chargers as good as the Chargers here, no, as they good as their year, game. it's like really we go to the road on Pittsburgh in the snow and the cold <laughs> here. Uh, and in the NFC, so it's really a little a little different, and I don't think it'll end up this in the NFC because I don't think the Redskins are going to be able to hang on. Is um, the Reds the, the Saints and the Rams obviously have the buys? They're both ten and one. The Saints beat the Rams, so they have the tiebreaker, but they would both have first round buys, and uh, the Redskins would be at Chicago against the Chicago Bears, and the Minnesota Vikings would be at Dallas.
6: Don't we have a while to say, go with the Washington, though?
2: Yes. the Washington, with the injuries, are done. It's going to catch up to them. They're not going mean, to be able to hang on. Carolina in or a Seattle will grab that spot.
6: Yeah. I, Seattle and Seattle, to their credit, they're, they're playing a much better brand of football than Washington is. I mean, Washington's just dumped two in a row. Then it's at Philly. That could be three in a row uh giants at jacksonville at tennessee eagles tennessee might still need that so and you know who knows philly philly could be fighting for it you know even with you, their schedule they, they're not playing you, Murders row either
2: philly's
3: in a mix he's, yeah you, Surprisingly. you know, Dave, i was gonna tell you well you just Mike, because uh, of
2: the division that they're
3: in yeah that's, that's, that's right. true as a seahawk fan i don't think pete carroll i think this is one of the best coaching jobs he's ever I done to i team.
6: totally agree I said that. It's, to un- Scott it's, a- it's actually un-
3: it's unbelievable. Actually, like take a look at the receiving core, Mrenzi. Like when Baldwin got hurt, you got Lockett, Moore, Nick Vanette. Like you got nobody's there. They had a Camp, beat up on I've been the president. I- 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 they're unbelievable. I've been the president. Like, I- I've been the president of the Seahawks
2: fan club yeah. this year. You're Sam. You're saying. At the beginning of the year. At the beginning of the year, I, the they're, they're, the year, I said it. their demise is greatly overrated. It's and I also true. said something that everyone know. Everyone always just thinks I'm an idiot. And you know, always just saying this. But I said at the time, and I said it a million times, that they were better off getting rid of everybody. Like, they were better off at this point. Like, Michael Bennett. They are. uh, Yeah, no, they had to lose uh, the
3: old regime. uh, And they
2: got better when Earl Thomas got hurt. They needed these old guys who were bad-mouthing Carroll and the team gone. You know what I mean? Pete Carroll's a rah-rah guy, and they have young guys that are rah-rah now. And it works. And, you know, it's Russell Wilson's team now. And before... Sherman was throwing footballs at him, and Bennett's like, Oh, I don't even listen when Carroll talks anymore. It's like, Well, go for it. Mean? If
6: you look at the two deep of the Seattle defense, it is all young draft picks. So they know what they want in defensive players. They, To their credit, they backfilled some of the older guys with young defensive players. And they've also dealt this, forget everything we said. They've had K.J. Wright and Bobby Wagner out for big portions of the season this year, and they're still getting it done. I know they're not a a one seed, but you have to give them credit for fighting through all of this and still being relevant. If I had a vote for Coach of the Year right now, I'm sure Andy Reid is going to get the win if you call it today. But you have to give a lot of credit for Pete Carroll considering what he's been dealing with.
2: Well, Andy, I guess Andy Reid. I mean, what about Sean Payton, Sean McVay?
6: Yeah, that's it. Yeah,
3: I mean, there's yeah. there's a lot. Pete lot Carroll of the wins the award though for working with the least. All those other teams, studs all over the board. Seattle's got fill-ins yeah. in every every area, like a yeah. key position. Every will get, single what one.
6: What Andy Reid will get credit for? I, pe- I think people realize the Saints were stacked, and people know the Chiefs are stacked now. But that's true from a narrative from a narrative standpoint. And Gabe, you know these awards always go to narratives. Andy Reid basically got rid of his starting quarterback said, I'm going to work with the young guy, and we'll see what yeah. happens. And it's the most explosive offense in the league. So that's what kind of wins the awards.
2: Andrew Brees is most likely going to win the Most Valuable Player Award. Yep. That narrative has begun. Hopefully. So yeah. they're not going to give the coach of the year and the uh, yeah they won't and, and like any the MVP to, to the same team. But it's amazing. Yeah. Look at the AFC and – it's the same teams in the playoffs every year. I'm looking at the bracket right now. It's like Chiefs, Chiefs, Patriots, Ravens, Texans, Steelers, Chargers. It's like all right, Chargers aren't in every year, but I mean, like we said, the Ravens, the Texans, Steelers, Chiefs. It's just sort of boring. And you know, and somehow the Patriots will end up, you know, in the Super Bowl again. And uh, and you look at the NFC. But the it, NFC's fresh at least. But it makes you know, sense, the Bears.
6: Dude. I mean, those teams that you rattled off, like they're organizationally strong. It does make sense that they're there every year. The players, but there's you know what it is? The there's a lot. Move on.
2: A lot of the useless teams. There's more useless in-app franchises that operate in the AFC. Like there's just yeah more. Cl- yes. there's more. There's like just more hopeless, clueless. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> yeah, there's no, a lot. I mean it. Yeah, no, there's more the traction, for sure. South, the the, the AFC Buffalo Bills South
6: was operating in the dark for a decade.
2: Well, yeah, now it's a good division, but the Buffalo Bills are just you know. They've been inept for forever. The New York Jets are a useless franchise that are just inept. Um, You know, the Cleveland Browns.
6: Miami's owner doesn't doesn't know really how to run a football team.
2: Jacksonville Jags have always been bad. You know, the Raiders are a joke. You know what I mean? There's like the Patriots don't really have competition. They show up and they win their division every year. I mean, if they played in a real division, I'd like to see. I mean, if the Patriots played in the AFC West, they wouldn't have the same record every year. They wouldn't. They play Miami, right. Buffalo, and the Jets all the time. And if you look, you know, you look, you look at the NFC, all right, San Francisco's down, Arizona's down, but Seattle and the Rams are good. Tampa are kind of clueless, but everyone else is good in the south. The in the north, everyone's sort of decent. And then in the east, they try. They spend money. They're just sort of dysfunctional this year. Like there's not, you know, there's basically teams in the NFC have a puncher's chance. They show up, they're like, all right, we signed these guys, we got good players. A lot of these teams in the AFC are just like completely, completely inept.
6: And to your your point on the East game, this has been a rough year, but it's 13 years in a row that we've had a different divisional champ. I think it speaks to the fact that everybody's in it uh, every year. They they are competing, and they know how to at least build a divisional title team. And all of these teams have won the Super Bowl in relatively lucid memory. It's probably extending my credibility a little bit to say that the Cowboys have been recent, but at least they've been. Slightly relevant in the playoff scheme.
2: Oh, I see. We've got uh, we've got breaking news as far as Andy Dalton is concerned. He's done. Andy Dalton's uh, out for the year. Yep. Down and out. What are they going to do without him? Um,
3: Jeff Driscoll, baby. Jeff Driscoll time, baby. You know, Gabe, former Gator and Louisiana Tech Bulldog. Driscoll. Jeff course, Driscoll, baby. <clears throat> Marvin Lewis, so, when
2: asked after after the game, says, uh, "Everything looks like it's not too serious." Uh, yeah, of course, Lewis is wrong. I mean, yeah. you know what? This is so, it's a mercy. He's probably played his last game for the Bengals. I would well, that's, he should. This should they can should, get, they they can get out very easy. easy.
6: I've I've looked at that contract in the past. They can get out very easy on it in the spring if they want to. So it's not going to be a money issue.
2: I imagine this is it for Marvin Lewis.
6: And I would imagine, so, and a more important thing for fantasy owners, I think you've probably seen the last of A.J. Green.
2: Yeah. Good point. Why, why yeah. bring A.J. Green back right now? Exposing. Why would you put him out there? It's amazing, man, how the Bengals have just completely, completely melted down. So, all right, Mike, before we get you out of here. Is, yeah, it's brutal. Um, what, so, what's the deal tonight with, with this football game? Tough game. predictions.
6: I'm too emotionally tough, tough game. I'm going to pick the Titans every time I'm on here. <laughs>
5: <I> think, <laughs> yeah, I think, you got you I, got I think, to
6: <laughs> i have to i need it yeah. i need i need i need four wins i need four wins out of them so i'll say um close game i would take the titans with the points because i think even if they lose they can keep it close
2: mike Blairt uh with us good stuff mike good stuff That's funny.
6: appreciate it we didn't oh, talk 70s always... movies maybe next week
2: yeah no we talked moon landing <laughs> yeah,
6: we did. That was good. That was a curveball. Elon Musk got exactly. in there.
2: I tweeted out uh, Stanley Kubrick. We missed you yesterday.
6: yesterday.
2: Yeah, I appreciate that. We'll be we'll be here next uh, next Sunday, God willing.
6: Yeah. Yeah. Um, Marshall Falk
2: in the mix. Yeah, yeah. That that that's going to be well, great that's pretty cool. cool. Uh, nice. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, basically, yeah, Kubrick, Kubrick did an interview in which uh, he basically states that. Um, he goes, it was easy for me. I didn't think about the morality of it. But I could see that Neil Armstrong was bothered by it. <laughs> so for for what it's worth, uh, yes. for what it's worth, Kubrick says, I perpetrated a fraud on the American public. I'm he's going Neil
6: deGrasse Tyson.
2: No, no, Neil no. deGrasse Tyson's in on, the, <laughs> he's in on it, Mike. But nevertheless, right, thanks so. for joining us. Have a good week. <laughs> Take care, Mike. Take care. Mike, Mike, Mike blew it. Craig Martin, big uh, big Tiger fan, says uh, it's known Tiger didn't play at all leading up to this circus, other than practiced. I watched it; almost seemed like he was annoyed to be there, saying that yep. uh, his nerves were visible.
3: Shocking to see. Uh, so yeah, and Craig, Phil, uh, to your to your point, Gabe, he's the king of the cash game. This is what Phil yeah, does. He, he, fleeces, right. he fleeces people. Like You're getting a guy like Phil as over a two-to-one dog in a situation where, and he went to the course. That was the one thing. He was embarrassed because you talked about when Tiger Woods came back, they parted the CC for him. Everyone loves Tiger Woods where people like Phil's an afterthought. So Phil took this a hell of a lot more serious. When we got Tiger Woods at minus one twenty, we're like, "Yeah, it's a good value play." And then, you know, then the line just went. And then smart people, like you even said yourself, you know, if you're going to bet this thing, you bet Phil Mickelson. Kudos to you. You got major value for a guy that practiced, needed it more. Tiger Woods is already popular. Phil Phil really needed to make a statement. And that's what he does. Yeah, Phil would Phil Phil would care more. Phil would care more about winning. He cares more about dollars. money, and yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, Phil does. cares
2: about that stuff.
3: That's who he is. Tiger cares about majors. Phil cares about money.
2: So Major League Baseball Commissioner Rob Manfred uh, announced that he's going to be making a major sports gaming announcement tomorrow at 3 p.m. in uh, New York City. Which I imagine it'll be an announcement uh, deal with a sports book.
3: Yeah, The Uh, NHL already did it. I I don't know. We'll see.
2: Yeah. Yeah, the NBA, the NHL. So I I, I imagine that's where he's going with this. Who knows, though? Maybe he's going to take it a step further. Maybe – You know, I I don't know. Maybe some sort of in-game part. Like, I know that baseball has been monitoring. I know that baseball a couple of years ago hired... They hired a firm that runs, like, in-game wagering. Like, basically, Mm -hmm. they've been studying the market and how everything works for a couple of years. So, I know that Manfred is very pro-gambling. So, you know, we'll we'll see if... You know, he says major. I mean, like I said, all these other leagues have been cutting deals with with the sports books. So... I, I imagine that's uh, where he's going now. Cardano says, "Raised to Montreal." Pete Rose, Mets being taken away from the Pods. Hey, uh, yeah, what? Pete. <laughs> hey, Pete. Yeah, Pete, <laughs> Pete, Pete. Pete Rose has been made the head of Major League Baseball Gaming that, Division. That's right. Hi, everybody. Always <laughs> get an expert on it. Why not? Exactly. And Pete, Pete Rose, Rose is there to announce the deal with MGM. <laughs> uh, <laughs>
3: he won't have to sign his his likeness for ten dollars anymore, eh? Gabe. Yeah, it'd be the best. Pete no, Rose is do the representative. 10. Yeah. It's like a hundred. Yeah, a hundred bucks, that's right. I was gonna say yeah, uh, Cardano sent I was the email all today. Rhode Island, uh Rhode Island was on board today, so they're taking their uh first bets in that state. So it's uh eight now. Heading it's in there, bad. so hey, uh, no, it's it's good and, and and a great. I was just reading the tweets too from Mike and everybody else, and a guy brings up a really good point: the hypocrisy. So you're making all these decisions and bets and all these things. Well, New Jersey wins in New York. Sports gambling's still illegal. The biggest area, the w- area that you can make the most with the most teams in the area, and yet and yet you can't make bets there. Hmm. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah, it's the smaller, they, it's the
2: smaller states uh, for the <laughs> most part that have jumped on this. In. Yep. Yeah, strangely enough. Yes. But um so yeah, the eight states now where you can legally bet on sports. Uh Rhode Island, Nevada, of course, Nevada, New Jersey, New Mexico. It's not bad, New Mexico. Yeah, cheap real estate Mexico. out there. Yeah, too. no,
3: I've been looking at New Mexico, I agree. Nice that's Hot a nice state. little bonus here in New Mexico. Yeah, actually, a little, a little Albuquerque? Cosmetic. Yeah, it sounds it's like a retirement perk. uh Sounds good, yeah, Maranci. Yeah. <laughs> I'll see well, you there, I looking, buddy.
2: <laughs> I was looking at Reno, but um, yeah, I was looking at Reno. Reno's pretty pricey. It is.
3: It's too pricey for yeah, my liking. I have no say. It's a lot, so. lot
2: more expensive. A lot more expensive yeah. than I thought it was,
3: Reno. No, we uh, could do. New Mexico. We could really do well in New Mexico, too, on the outskirts there. Beautiful weather, too. Close to Nevada when we have to do things, Gabe. Sounds like a winner.
2: Yeah, yeah, you're sort of close. You're a couple-hour flight.
3: Still, yeah, you're, you're you're in the general, yeah, you're. I know you're, you're not driving there. or Anything? I'm just saying. Now that they, are in they the middle of nowhere, too. That's true. Albuquerque's I, the middle I, of nowhere, like I know. I've lived in the middle of nowhere before. You, you'll you'll find. A way you've to lived get in. It'll be fine.
2: You've lived in more nowhere. Yeah, this isn't. Yeah. This isn't. Yeah, this is. I think when do, do Mexico well, and Albuquerque, it's it's very isolated. You know, there's not much there. You're, you know, it's mountain. It's nice though, if you like that desert pretty. and hills type mm-hmm. stuff, which I do like. Me too. But um, you're close to a lot of cities still. You know what I mean? It's one of those sort yeah. of gateway cities. Like Denver's pretty close to there. You know, like Denver, Denver, I think, is one of the more major, major cities. Yep. Let me see. Well, let's check it out. Albuquerque.
3: Albuquerque to drive place. to Denver. What do you think? Okay. Albuquerque drive to Denver. What do you think it is? I'm going to say five hours. Yeah, I'm going to say about uh, six Four hours. Four. Denver to Albuquerque. Driving time. Four six hours and nineteen minutes. Yeah. So yeah, I got no problem with that. It's a nice, nice little road trip. Albuquerque so is that the closest is that the closest big city? Uh, well, no, Salt Salt Lake in Utah. Let's see, Salt Lake to Albuquerque. I think that's probably about eight to ten too. Let's see. Salt all right. Now, see
2: what I'm saying? It'll take you six hours to drive to Phoenix. It's not bad, actually. So Vegas no, not is closer than all. I thought. Yeah, it's about an hour flight only.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, my buddy used to date a girl from Albuquerque, and they used to hook up in Vegas all the time. <laughs> that was like their their mid uh, their their meeting spot, Gabe. No good. Uh, yeah, nine hours. So yeah, it's so Salt Lake. Nine almost ten hours. So yeah, that's still it's. You're you're close to things, yeah. The drive's long, but yeah, you you know, Gabe, you can fly Southwest anywhere anywhere in the United States. 68 you know, the yeah, cheap the eight, flights are so cheap. They're so eight-hour drive to Vegas. That's not bad. Could be worse. I told you, man. When it's I used to live up north, I my my drive was 20, 22 hours to get to the closest uh, major city. It was insane.
2: All right, so so yeah, basically, you live in Albuquerque. All right, let's see about Dallas. How far are you from Dallas? See what I'm saying? You're sort of in the middle of everything. Like, you, there's a lot of a lot of places. What about Dallas?
3: Uh, what do you think? I think that one's going to be a lot. I'll
2: I'll say nine,
3: Dallas. eight? Eh, I think I'm going to say longer. Nope, you're right. Uh, right in the middle, of nine and a half. Yep, nine and a half. Nine and a half. 649.7 miles. Not it's bad. not that bad. No, it's not bad at all. Like you've, uh, you know, it's a long trip. Yeah, sure, you're gonna need more than a day or two. But, you know, nine hours and thirty minutes. There's the worse. Yeah, but I'm saying, it, you know, flights. It's not bad. You know what oh, I mean? Yeah, like it's quick. Oh yeah, in and out. You yeah, can pretty much get good.
2: anywhere in an hour or two, right? Like you fly to Vegas, it'll probably be about seventy or eighty minutes, right? Ninety minutes max, type thing. Mm-hmm. You go to go to Phoenix. You can fly to LA. Uh, you go to Dallas, like you sort of, you know what I mean? You're in the middle. You yeah. can sort of southern choose. hub. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a, sure. a little southern hub. Uh, El Paso, you can go go check out El Paso. Oh
3: yeah, let's go to a UTep game, here, Gabe.
2: <laughs> uh, <laughs> or g- or give us tickets, tickets are cheap.
3: Yeah, you think? <laughs> yeah.
2: So yeah, the other state, but Delaware, you could bet on sports for years in Delaware. That was sort of one of the little secrets, you know. Delaware, Delaware has like the Canadian system. They have uh, like parlay tickets and like mm-hmm. pools and stuff like that. So they've had that, but now they have full out sports betting. Mississippi. West yeah. Virginia and uh, Pennsylvania was just added. Pennsylvania just uh cleared this. So you got Rhode Island, Nevada, New Jersey, New Mexico, Delaware, Mississippi, West Virginia, Pennsylvania.
3: That's awesome. Now, none of these like these, I, like, I none of these places.
2: It. Yeah, like you know, like Rhode Island. Like th-
3: yeah, what's Rhode Island? Like, oh, like,
2: I'm it's not like oh I'm gonna to go to Rhode Island now because they have a sports book, but it makes you not hate going to Rhode Island now. You know what I mean? Now it's like, well, if I'm ever have to go to Rhode Island, at least I know I could place a bet. Well, <laughs> and Rhode
3: Island, if you're if you're living in the, the other states too, like think about um, New Hampshire, Massachusetts. Like when you go when you go there, Rhode Island's like right there, right? So you got you got the three states. Care of the three states,
2: yeah, Massachusetts. Massachusetts just legalized weed. I know that. Yes. Oh, oh yeah. Weed, For right? sure. So I imagine a sports betting will be coming soon. They they never minded the DFS either. Like, DraftKings was out of Boston. So yep. I imagine there'll be sports betting uh, coming out of there soon. Now, we talk about New York a lot, and I think it's, it's insane that New York doesn't do it. Uh, I'm surprised California is so slow with this. Um, California could really rake it in with legalized sports betting. They already have casinos everywhere in L.A., too. Like, there's a lot of casinos yep. in L.A., and in California, they're everywhere. You see yep. them. I mean, they're yeah, uh, yeah. When I was traveling around, I San Jose.
3: There's a casino in San Jose when I was there covering the Sharks. Yeah, yeah. So, there's, yeah they're there's, everywhere. There's
2: casinos. Like poker rooms are big there. They don't mind casinos, but they never had the sports gambling. Casinos weren't big in LA when I lived there about twenty, you know, twenty five years ago, whatever. But now, now it's a, it's a different world. But you know, a state that really, really needs to get on this sports betting ASAP is Michigan. You know, Michigan's yeah. economy's kind of, you know, it's hurting.
3: Very, very good point. And Their economy really
2: needs a boost. Yeah, but the and thing is, they help. have they have the casinos already. They do. The you, have the, late, you have have Caesars. Huge. You've got Greektown yep. like, Or you've got the Caesars on the Windsor side, yep. where and Canada's got to get on this. It's just, it's crazy to me that, you know, Mississippi and Rhode Island and West Virginia and these states are able to do these things while well, these bigger states don't. But there's less bureaucracy in these states, right? You know, basically like West Virginia and, and Mississippi, there's two senators, Cam. Right? Like there's not yep. you know what I mean? They like the guy the guys run the state. You know what I'm saying? The Joe Manchin guy's been in power there for twenty four years or whatever. So whatever he says
3: Yeah, yeah it says this is good you know,
2: for the like economy, we're listening. Yeah. yeah, do it. California, you've got a million different politicians and lobbyists and this and yeah. that and Nevada unions trying yeah. to keep you out of you know don't do this. The moral like,
3: police, yeah, exactly. Yeah,
2: but it's it's like dirty politics. Like most, I'm sure if you looked uh, to see that the politicians in California that are against legalized sports wagering, I bet you are getting that, paid
3: off by people in Nevada. Yes. I could tell you, you know that for you a yeah. fact. How many yeah, you cars that do we go to? You live there. Yeah, you live there. Every car in California, 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 California. I talked to people exactly. even when I was at the El Cortez. How do you think well, how do you think those uh, cosquinos stay in business the california residents every time i'm there the majority of people you will meet in las vegas are from california it's but
5: the it's thing
2: back. is it doesn't you know and it doesn't destroy vegas sports books i used to think that it would and i'd say oh well you know we'll see what happens california would have an impact just because as you stated it seems that about you know 25 to 40% of people there on a weekend actually are from california but i think you know people go for the experience cam uh, you know, look, I, you know, I'm 11 minutes right now from the FanDuel Sportsbook in New Jersey. Yet, I still want to go to Vegas at Christmas time, between Christmas and New Year's. I'm planning on going to Vegas for a couple of days. Nice. Like, because Vegas has, you know, plenty of sportsbooks. You know what I mean? Like, you go to the FanDuel Sportsbook, all right, you're at the Meadowlands you can't cross the street and go to another casino. You can't cross the street and yeah. go. You're, you're locked in. You,
3: Great point. You're you locked in. You cross the a street
2: while. and you're standing over Jimmy Hoffa's dead body somewhere <laughs> in the parking lot of the Meadowlands. You
3: know <laughs> exactly. what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's where they. That's where they buried him. Yeah, in Vegas. Yeah, he's buried somebody ding, somewhere ding. out there. Yeah, yeah. You're you're, you're, every, you're everywhere in Vegas. You yeah, in walk Vegas. It's casino. like yeah.
2: Hey, let's walk. Let's yeah. walk a block, and we'll be in a completely new, different atmosphere. Different Weather vibe, will be a little you know
3: bit. Weather will be a little bit better in December too, when it's bleep. Yeah. Exactly. It's not going to be warm, but it's going to be a hell of a lot nicer. That's for sure.
2: Yeah, so like people, there'll be a few people that don't go to Vegas. They say, "Oh, I used to drive to the state." Like a guy like our boy Shell Dog. Uh, we know a guy in in LA, yep. Shell Dog, where he lives in LA, and he bets online and stuff. But he often will drive out to the State Line Casino. So there's a casino called State Line, and. um... It's literally on the state line, like literally and figuratively. Like the Yep. It's California, basically Nevada like Nevada border. Two, yeah, like one foot after when it goes from California to Nevada, they, there's a casino. It's pretty smart. Very of them. smart. Yeah. And so they get a ton of business. So he maybe wouldn't drive up there now because he'd be like, Well, I could just bet here in the city.
3: Yet he'd still know, come he to visit the, you when you're doing a the rage and stuff well, like that. Like I He'll said, you'll make to the someone, trip.
2: What you know? do you notice whenever you see a gas station? What's across the street from it? What, in Vegas? Another gas station. Another, another gas, gas station. station. <laughs> Good point. That's true. Yeah. Like, people don't say, oh, my God, look, there's a gas station there. I better not put oh, a gas station no. here. It's like, no, no. we better put, put another a one station there. here. Cause, because there's a gas station. Like, like it, if it didn't work, there wouldn't be a Starbucks every two corners, That's, right?
3: Yeah, I was going to use the Starbucks example. Exactly. Gas stations and Starbucks strip malls. Yeah,
2: where they compete with each other almost. So, you know, more like it competition is good sometimes. Like it it leads to a thriving market. It actually invigorates a market, right? Like look at like DFS was bigger when DFS, uh, DFS was bigger when DraftKings and FanDuel were both like cramming commercials on TV, right? For sure. They're not anymore. You know, they were told not to as part of the deal, like when they sort of cleared. They were like, you know, it was such obnoxious that it was it was overkill. And plus, they spent too much money on advertising. They can't get the money back. You know, they just they don't get the rake back.
3: You know, I, I just, they, they should just yeah. go. They should go legal everywhere. I mean, it's just very interesting to me. You have Vegas. You have Vegas that is legal. Yet California, there's obviously people in Nevada saying, you know. You're, Cal, sorry, California. You're gonna, you're, we're going to keep you at arm's length. You're going to come here to gamble, and the same thing is with New York, New yeah, Jersey.
2: Look at, look at, look at the. This is just nothing but facts. Now, since gambling's been legal in these other states, Rhode Island, New Jersey, and so basically, it's a lot of these other ones are just sort of new. Yeah, you know, I don't you know. Rhode Island just cleared this today, type thing. So they they haven't taken a bet yet. Uh, I don't think New Mexico's taken a bet. I think they have approved it. Delaware's taking bets. Mississippi's taking bets. West Virginia's taking bets. I think Pennsylvania's about to, like, next week type of thing. In the next, like, couple of days, I think Pennsylvania's ready to go. So my point is Nevada, the state of Nevada last month, took in $584 million in wagers. That's the highest handle ever. So, you see, it proves my point. They legalized sports betting in eight states, and Nevada made more money than they ever made, Can and New Jersey made 284 million dollars in a month. Well, not made, but their handle was 284. Yep. You, so you see what I'm saying? Like the sky didn't fall for Nevada because New Mexico legalized sports betting. Exactly. They still made more money than, than they ever did. Like it's it doesn't, you know what I mean, the machine is too big, man. It's not going to fail
3: because of and If you a, legalize state it in it New York, New Jersey will still be fine. There's enough people who live in New Jersey that gamble. That would yeah, and it's good there. for the consumer because it should make
2: it should make the casinos compete more.
3: Yep. Like you see now. Better like, Vic,
2: there should better be, offers? Yeah, better juice. Like the online books do it. Hey, we do five percent juice on Fridays. Like they'll never do that yeah. in Nevada. Or yeah. or hey, come to this book. We'll actually give you a bunch of drink tickets. Unlike those cheap guys over at that casino. Like they don't do that. Like they've sort of colluded like the Vegas sports books need a shot at, a kick in the ass. Can they, they do.
3: They they've be been living arrogant. high on the hog for a while. They I became would, arrogant. It's changing. Yeah.
2: They used to hook you up with drink tickets. you know, not anymore. You have a good time. They shake you down now in casinos in Vegas. They charge you for parking because they were the only game in town. They were like, screw you. You're coming to Vegas for a reason. Now it's like, you know what? I don't have to come here. I'm going to come here because I like it, but if I'm getting ripped off, I'm not going to come here.